Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension, a dimension of pressure, a dimension of coverage, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land, two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man, of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. College now coached together as college basketball coaches. Matt Langle, the head coach of Colgate, and the assistant coach Michael Jordan will be joining us tonight on the zone. We are brought to you tonight by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products, 888 458 2928. Also by Abacare, South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Go see Dr. Wetzler for all your orthopedic needs. I am joined as always by the co host. With the most, Mike Gould. Mike, how are you? Doing well, Kaz. Doing well. Hey, I can't wait. You know, first thing I'm going to ask Michael Jordan is, why did you leave to go play baseball for two years? I was. I mean, I mean, you know, you win six championships, and you could have, you probably, sh- you know, could have or should have won eight. Wrong, you, wrong, Mike. Wrong, Michael Jordan. What are you saying? Yeah, it's. Uh, should I? I, I don't. I feel like I, like half the fans are just now like. Oh. Well, then, then well, what do you mean? We're having Michael Jordan from Penn. Yeah, we're having the Michael Jordan from Oh, Canada. oh, I, you know that this could be misconstrued as false advertising on Facebook. I wrote uh, Michael Jordan. Well, it's so funny. You didn't tell me it was going to be Michael Hakeem Jordan. <laughs> Mike is obviously a good friend of ours. Uh, Mike and Matt both terrific guys, terrific coaches, both terrific players in their own right. Uh, and we're happy enough to come on the show. I don't know how many people I got saying. Michael Jordan's coming on? Michael Jordan? The Michael Jordan? I was like, yeah, the Michael Jordan. Well, I, a, I, I refer to him as the Michael Jordan. I mean, you have the same last name. It doesn't mean he's any less of a player. I had I had a girl come up to me and say, how are you getting Michael Jordan to come over? I said, uh, well, he's actually calling in. She's like, well, Michael Jordan's calling in? I said, yeah, absolutely he's calling in. Why wouldn't he? Why, why would you expect anything less right. from the matchup zone? Uh, you know, again... If you want to call in tonight, our phone number is uh, 347-215-8126. Follow us on Twitter at thematch underscore upzone. On Facebook, type in the matchup zone. And my email, thematchupzone at gmail.com. And coming soon, we will have our own website. Uh, we are in the designing stages right now, getting our own website up and off the ground. Let's hope, let's hope the website doesn't take as long as getting the show up and running. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting the website up. Uh, I'll be doing some writing on there. Uh, and it should be fun. We'll we'll have a lot of fun things on there. You know what? It's funny because like I look at other I look at other people's Twitter. We keep on asking people to follow us on Twitter, and I'm looking at other people who, who are kind of in the news and on top of stories, and they're breaking news and 
that's why people follow them because they want to. You know, they have funny comments. All we do is advertise. I was like, we suck on Twitter. We're horrible. So, and but that's the thing. Like our Zeke Zeke Axel and uh, E Class. They I mean they don't they don't go on it. They're on their own Twitters all the time talking, you know, talking high school problems. But they're they're never really on the matchup zone. So and. Speaking of the interns, I'm conspicuously absent tonight. Yes, they are. I, I'm looking ahead, Kev. I see none of them in front of us, which uh, which will probably make for a better show. It, it really will. Uh, no more hockey talk. Uh, no more no more Zeke saying, I don't want to be here tonight. Yeah, none like, of that kind of it's mess. A, it's like a Debbie Downer over there. you got Debbie Downer. At least Axel kind of gives you something. But those, two, those, two Axel, yeah. those two chairs right now are smarter than those two combined. I'm just <laughs> sitting there looking at us. So true, so true. And uh, it, it gives us the uh, opportunity to uh, celebrate Craft Beer Week, which is this week. Uh, well, everyone's celebrating Craft Beer Week. We'd like to thank Lancaster Brewing Company for sending us some strawberry wheat and uh, kind enough to do that. So Lancaster Brewery, Brewing Company, check them out. Uh, great product. They have a lot of good beer. Strawberry wheat we're trying tonight. Gonna give it a sample. It's a good summary beer, so I think everyone should check it out. Yeah, I feel like Harry and I feel like I feel like Harry and uh, Whitey when they used to bring the uh, the pizza up to the booth all yeah. the time. Um, they had, they actually got in trouble for that. They weren't allowed to do that anymore. But so then they just started saying, you know, we're kind of hungry up here. You know, they they couldn't keep saying they wanted the pizza delivered. Um, Heat Chicago just underway here, Kev. So we'll keep everybody updated on that. That's the beauty of the studio. Uh, it's just a great studio. We got a great area we're sitting in. Uh, we we added um, Mr. T made an appearance. It was funny. Yes, he did. Mr. T is now in the house. Mike got here a little bit before me. Uh, I'm walk. I walked down, and uh, he's like, "Do you notice anything different?" I was like, "Mr. T." It was. It, it, we're on the same wavelength in that because uh, I was T, just as excited but, as you but were. But that's not Mr. I wanted Clubber Lang. That's that's Mr. T from the A team. Uh, yeah, I see the with the socks. With you the, see the socks with the, with the Converse. Converse, yeah. Yeah, I wanted Mr. T with the. Uh, I wanted Clubber Lang, but I couldn't get him. I think I have a Clubber Lang somewhere in my attic. No. Yeah, I think I do. I have a Rocky and Apollo floating around somewhere. Oh man, this this could this could just get out of hand. You're not going to be able to see us. And making an appearance. Oh yeah. He's not up yet, but Nature Boy is now uh, found and recovered. He is uh, the signed picture of Ric Flair is now being ready to be hung in the studio. That should be up by next week. By next week, I think we have to have his intro music uh, playing in the background. Give a couple woos. Yeah, maybe have uh, maybe have E-Class, since he's not doing anything productive lately. Uh, hang him up and do a whole little ceremony. That'll be, that'll be good times. Uh, it's funny. You're talking about the pizza. All I keep thinking of is I work at Rita's Water Ice. And did you really? I did. And I was like, my boss before was a pretty cool guy. I mean, I was like 15, 16, whatever the legal age to work. And I needed a summer job. Not really. I was playing basketball, but I was like, free water ice. This sounds good. So I used to get so hungry there that I didn't want water ice anymore. There it is. That's the one. We don't, who needs interns? No, you really don't. See, this, this is how the show originally was. That's, just the two of us coming up with sound effects, doing the whole the whole nine yards. So anyway, I I would go to our boss would call pizza place, and then we would have uh, pizza delivered, and we'd give them water ice. So 
I obviously every time so I was work. A trade off. Would they was, get, wait? They'd give you free pizza yeah, for water free ice. Free pizza for water ice. So I just used Not to a start, bad trade. I started used. I used to every time I was working when no manager was there, I would just call a pizza place and be like, "Hey, we'll give you a free water ice for pizza." And they'd be like, "All right." So we just get free pizza. So, so hold, on, hold on a second. You get a free pepperoni pizza. Yeah. And, and they get a and they get a small blueberry water ice. It sounds fair to me. We we would go like, okay, how much do you need? They'd be like, how many people are working? We'd say four. They'd be like, okay, we'll bring okay, over so two three pizzas. Pi- three pies. Yeah, one being me. Right. So then we'd uh, call. They'd be like, how many people do you have working? And they'd be like, four or five. And I'd be like, okay, five gelatis. Just tell us what you want. And by the time they get here, we'd have them all made. We'd do the trade off. It was a good deal until our boss caught wind of it and just would holler at us because and i understand understandably now to run a business you can't just give away your product to feed now rita's rita's puts the real that's real fruit in there right Mm -hmm. everything's the real fruit right yeah real deal yeah rita's is good rita's is good it was fun watching them make it uh i was did did you ever have your hands in the making uh aspect of it oh yeah yeah i was in there i was in there poor you can't make cereal and yeah. you were making water ice. I mean, I watched, and I would have to hold right. things. By make, by making, you say, you mean watch. Yeah, by making, I mean, like, they would be like, we need a tall goon to hold this <laughs> enormous pot. And I'd be like, all right, all I'll right. do it. I'm helping. Um, I'm contributing. But by the way, Kev, real quick, the uh, Heinrich, did you see Heinrich and, and Dubois Danger out for the series? Yeah. Um, I mean, come I, on, suck it up already. I don't like I don't like the the games. Everyone's pulling like the Belichick in New England, trying to play the games. Like maybe they'll right, play tonight, right. maybe they won't. The Derrick Rose thing is is kind of ridiculous. But Rose is not coming back this he's year. Not coming he's not back. coming back. And I, and I understand it. I mean, just he, say it. Do you, do you think the Heat are preparing any differently? I mean, you know, I, I just don't think they're preparing any differently if Rose does come back. I mean, they're they're still going to do what they do and try to stop them. Well, I feel like he's like one of those guys who doesn't want to disappoint people, but he knows. I mean, he knows better than I mean, who 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 cares about him? That I mean, obviously, people invested a lot of money, but the fan, if he blows his knee out, the fans will be sad for a week, and then they'll be like, okay, let's get excited for the draft. Like he's he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Like, right? I understand injuries. I understand taking your time and coming back whenever you're ready. By the way, Nazi Muhammad is a fool. Well, so's um so so's Noah for going over there and pushing Anderson away yeah. the other day. I mean, like you just have to be smarter there. That's just that's stupid. It's just flat out stupid. Yeah. Anderson was getting off of of Nate Johnson, and here comes Noah coming over to push him off with two hands. I mean, how do you not think you're getting a technical there? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's not a smart player. He's he, that he had uh, four fouls and had just a dumb fifth foul the last game. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? I, I love him because he plays with emotion, but sometimes you have to temper that emotion and play and and, and you know not hurt your team. Yeah, that that's the equivalent of kind of getting a 15-yard penalty in football, a personal foul in football for a stupid, you know, a late late hit or hitting someone out of bounds. Um, it's the playoffs now. You just can't have it. You have, you can't have it. You have to be smart and composed. And the teams who play a little more composed, a little more disciplined, are usually the teams that wind up winning. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. And that's uh, that's playoff basketball right now. We're gonna discuss that uh, a little bit later on the show. Uh, we're gonna discuss, you know, kind of what how the series is or how the NBA is becoming almost a little bit of money ball, you know, kind of formulating your team, not around superstars. And uh, it seems to be successful. Look at the Bulls, look at the Pacers, look at the Spurs. I mean, you have Tim Duncan, but he's 36. So. Well, look at the Grizzlies. I mean, so much for, uh-huh. the, you know, the Pacers, like you said, the Pacers, so much for the large markets. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody think you know, the Lakers and the Sixers and the Celtics and teams like that, you know, 
now you have the Warriors, you know, the Warriors, the Grizzlies. Um, the Grizzlies, by the way, have all of a sudden became the sexy pick coming out of the West. Um, and everybody yeah, thought, right. and everybody thought they got rid, they got rid of Rudy Gay. Um, they were going to be hurting a little bit the score, but Mike Connolly is he's he's one of the most underrated point guards in the league. Zach Randolph has a tremendous low post game, nice soft hands around the basket. They're tough. They play defense because soft. They're going to be they're going to be tough to beat. It's true. It's uh it's and, gonna be it's gonna be a good series. I mean, uh, no one thought really they were gonna get past the Clippers. The Clippers were obviously the sexy team out there. But and you know what? Memphis you know what? Though, Kev, you know what though? When it comes to the playoffs, all that high flying, mm-hmm. you know, Lob City stuff that doesn't work anymore. It does. Teams are buckling down. It's more of a half court game. That's why San Antonio won for so many years. Then that's why they continue to win playoff games. They just have a tremendous half court game. They're not getting out and running with anyone. They just have a, a great, great half-court set, great players in the half-court set. You know, every once in a while they'll get some transition buckets. I mean, the, the Heat will get their fair share of transition buckets. But overall in the playoffs, it's more uh, it's more grinded out East Coast basketball. It's not so much that high-flying stuff like the, like the Clippers like to do. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that Clippers team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the NBA in terms of uh, people going to start straying away from that big superstar. I mean, Iverson obviously did it, but Iverson had those good pieces around them. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we're going to talk some duos tonight. Uh, call in, give us your best duo, whoever you think is uh, someone that, a pair that really influenced, whether it be a sport, a movie, Mainly basketball. I mean, that's what we're talking tonight. Colin, you can call him with Ben and Jerry. Yeah, Ben, ben and Jerry. Jerry works. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> right? And a lot we, of Jerry's. Montana and Jerry. Right? Just keep going. Who else? Any other Jerry's out? Jerry Glanville? Who did he have? Was he... Tim Crawford and Wickstead Jerry? Jerry Wickstead, yeah. No, I like to... We got to go Jerry with the... Do you go Jerry... When you typically hear Jerry, do you hear... Do you like the J or the G? I, I'm, I think J. I think J, too. Yeah, that's but what, Jerry Wickstead was a G. Well, J- Jerry Crosby and uh, Kevin Owens, we played together at Monmouth University. Yeah, well, I mean, that was next on my list. <laughs> I'm sure you it guys was. Were, you guys were sandwiched in between Magic and Kareem and Bird and McHale. You were right there. It's true. Hey, we're famous Jerry's. So we're going to be talking again in a few minutes uh, with uh, Matt Langle and Mike Jordan, both uh, Colgate coaches. Matt, the head coach, obviously a great story. Played together in college. Matt played professionally for a few years, then went and became Dumpy's assistant at Penn. When Dumpy went to Temple, he followed him over there, was the assistant for a few years until he got the Colgate head coaching job and has been there. Uh, Mike Jordan actually just retired from basketball. He's playing overseas in Germany. Retired a few, uh, or last year. As soon as he retired, Matt called him up, said, I need, uh, I need, a guy who who can lead, who uh, is a can work with the guards. Mike was perfect, uh, just a terrific player, terrific coach. So it's fun to see that kind of dynamic and the trust uh, build that relationship and and come back come back through. Because I, mean, I I think I think Matt's comfortable with Mike too. Exactly. I think they're comfortable with each other. They know each other. They're mm-hmm. not afraid. You know, constructive criticism, things like that. And speaking of Matt Langle, when Matt lived in Voorhees growing up a little bit. And he lived in a section of Voorhees called Tanglewood, and I lived in Voorhees. I grew up in Voorhees, and I remember going over Matt's house a lot 
in his backyard, like playing one on one, and uh, you know it was just fun times. You know, you, you know, being a basketball player, some things just kind of stick out in your head. You know, growing up playing basketball, and, and those days playing in Matt's backyard, they always kind of uh, bring back some fond memories. He's a really nice kid and a great player. Yeah. Uh, terrific, yeah, obviously, terrific player. Both of them great athletes uh, in their right and uh, came back and now coaching. So it's it's fun to see. Uh, obviously, we follow Colgate now because we want them to win, because we want uh, good things to happen to the friends of the show. Matt's brother played at Colgate, Casey. Yeah, Casey played it. Co- Casey's, an avid, Casey's called into the show an avid listener of the matchup zone. He called in and ripped us because we didn't have enough guys in the Burlington. He told us to check out the Burlington County Library, yeah. I think, for more Burlington County players. And that, he made fun draft. of me for for two weeks about not having uh, drafting. Who did I draft over Tim Big? I can't remember who I drafted. Um, your brother? No, Kevin Callahan drafted my brother. I can't remember who I drafted. I drafted someone over. Oh, I drafted Matt. I drafted Matt over Tim Big, and he like yelled at me and told me I was terrible. I drafted Matt Langle over Tim Big, and and I I heard it loud and clear. I mean, I, that's a that to me that's a toss up. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. To be honest with you, I think it was a toss up, and a, you know, that that's no big deal. Casey, uh, so Casey got mad because you drafted his brother in front of someone. Yeah, he was he mm-hmm. was pretty upset. And blood's thicker than water, huh? <laughs> Again. If you're calling in tonight, 347-215-8126. Follow us on Twitter at the match underscore upzone. We will try try to figure out a way to uh I mean we need to hi- get one of these these numbskulls in to actually work on our social media because I don't think they're they're that they're funny enough to really We've had the same number of followers yeah. for six weeks. It, it's we can't true. even get one more. It's 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 tough, and that, but that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm like, we need more followers, and we're, we're Mike and I have our meeting every week, and we're like, how do we get more Twitter followers? Because obviously that leads to more people listening to the show, that leads to you know more recognition, more sponsorship, everything like that. But if we don't have anything good to say on Twitter, why would people follow us? You know what I've really realized since I've gotten Twitter. You know what I really realized? What's that? That. Either I'm not that funny, or there's a lot of funny people out there. And I think it's the latter. Yeah. I mean, there's some fun people. I, I, I'm the same way. I look at Twitter, and I'm just like, man. Colin Cowherd, I, I follow Colin Cowherd. He, uh, he's, a, he's a radio host. He's funny. He tweets the other day, um, J.R. Smith, uh, Smith is questionable for tonight's game, and his jumper is doubtful. Like, that's funny. That is funny. Right now, Kev's frantically going through the Twitter right now, trying to uh, do anything he can. Yeah, I am. I just sent I just just sent out a picture of Mr. T, but it didn't go through. I don't know what's going on. Oh uh, well, stupid interns. That's it, that's it. Off at their their fancy fancy dinner. I was like, uh, dinner I, for what? What are they going to a fancy dinner for? They had some school function. They, a government. They're all in, uh, see. They're all smart. They're geeks. all smart geeks, and they were they were like, uh, we have a government dinner tonight and I was just like oh well or actually Axel texted me and was just like hey he's like I'm not gonna be able to make it Monday I have a, I have a dinner and I was like okay and then Zeke this morning texted me and then uh e-class and I'm like so they're dropping like flies I was like a little pre- a little notice would be nice right a little little heads up would be okay but Axel was funny he said you can take it out of my pay now that's funny that's, that's funny. That Dude, is funny he should be running our social media yes he should 
because he's funny. Zeke's not so funny. All we do is talk Zeke, hockey. Zeke's funny, but he's he's also moody like a girl. He is very moody. Um, he is. He's just always moody. You never know if he's going to come in as a good mood, bad mood. Yeah. Is he smiling? Is he upset at Kev again? Uh-huh. It's so true. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's always he's always mad at you. He is always mad at me. I don't know what his... I don't know what his deal is. How about Tiger? How about Tiger yesterday, Kev, winning the players? I was excited. Oh, my. I was excited. You know what? Sergio Garcia, really? Oh, well, forget You're Sergio. a baby. Go... Really... Like I, I just can't stand. I just, I don't like. That's what I love golf, but I don't like the, the like. Oh my gosh, you, you coughed in my backswing. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking you, of that earlier too. You're, you're right. I'm so tired of it's so dumb. You can't sneeze. You can't say anything. Yeah, like here's a ball, Kev, that's sitting on the ground, not moving. Mm-hmm. It's not moving. Okay. Meanwhile. Randy Johnson's coming at your head at 98 miles per hour. You can scream, yell, blow yep. horns, do whatever. I, I mean, come on. Well, I just, I just, it's, it's like you're shooting a foul shot. And right, you're shooting a foul shot. People, people can are yell, screaming, scream. waving flyers in front of your head. And they but, have Gilbert, God, a big picture of Gilbert Godfrey behind the behind the basket waving at you. You know, yeah. just like dumb stuff. But you, in golf, you can't, take, but, you can't take a picture. God forbid. <laughs> right, like, and, then, and then Tiger. How many Sergio times? Garcia flips out on you. You know, and Sergio oh, got Sergio, Sergio got mad because Sergio got he got mad because Tiger pulled a five wood out of his bag and he was and he was going for it and the crowd so the crowd cheered. cheered. So how is that Tiger's fault that the crowd was cheering? I, I he's just, just, an, just he's just a baby. I, I, and and him and him the the, the Kuyans on him to not take it from the drop spot and, and re tee on the seventeenth uh, when yeah. he the water for the second time. Good. Yes. Three things that three things in this world are guaranteed: death, taxes, and Sergio Garcia blowing up on the back nine of a of a decent tournament. By the way, a congrats is in order from for Tom from Palmyra. Yes, Tom from Palmyra. The big primos is open. It's in between third and well, okay, Kev, this is a funny story. I swear to God, this happened. I don't know if you saw the paper Friday. Tom from Palmyra is his primo open last Monday, and it's in between third and fourth on South Street and has a bar. And on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's open until 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, but they don't have the bar yet. The bar's not open yet. No, the bar's not open until July. So I don't know who's going in there buying hoagies at uh, buying a Diablo at two in the morning. But the point is, it was open till 3 a.m. on Friday, and Friday night at 3:45, a guy was shot and killed out in front of Lorenzo's, which is on Second and South. Wow. So it's a block away from you know Tom from Palmyra. So I said to Tom, I'm talking to Tom. I said, Tom, did you hear about the guy who got shot? He goes, Mike, honestly, I wish the bullet hit me in the head. I think he's regretting. I business. think he's regretting this. Yeah, it's bad for business. That's no good. Joining us on the matchup zone tonight, we have with us a pair of coaches from Colgate University: head coach Matt Langle, assistant coach Mike Jordan. Hi, for you tonight. How's it going? How, how's everyone? We uh, we wanted to get both of you on. We wanted to kind of be like a roundtable discussion because, okay. uh, I mean, you guys are both very knowledgeable. Obviously, friends of the pro, friends of the you guys are friends of the show, right? Yeah, for sure. Nice, nice. So, you know, we talked about you guys going to college, like college together, and then developing that relationship and, and taking it to. The coaching world, how important is that trust that you guys have in each other in terms of now coaching together? 
Well, I think, um, you know, this is going into my second year, and uh, all I hear, you know, heard from when I was trying to get a job, you know, early on was that, you know, from everybody that was in the business, they would say that, you know, you got to hire guys that you trust and guys that, you know, that you – you know, guys that you know and guys that you can, that you can trust, you know, to do thick and thin. So I think, you know, the fact that, you know, we met in 96 in the summertime and uh, we've been friends ever since. So, uh, you know, I look at it as as, as if, uh, you know, I'm somebody that he can trust. And, you know, I consider him like, you know, my, like my brother, you know, one of my family members. So um, I think we have that bond and, you know, I think that's something that'll 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 always be there with us. Matt, Mike Gould here. How are you? I'm terrific, Mike. How about you? Good, thanks. Matt, you know, in, in terms of the recruiting process, you know, how tough is it or how do you get a player to come to Colgate? I, I mean, I, I know with all the college, like how do you get a player to come to Colgate and not Lehigh or Lafayette? I mean, how, how difficult is that process? Yeah, I, I think we're still trying to figure that out, Mike. Uh, our our method is, is basically the – not concern ourselves with other schools. Uh, there's great competition out there. We think we've got a, a unique, we're at a unique uh, institution, and, and I believe we've got a special coaching staff. I think there are a lot of terrific uh, head coaches out there. The schools that we compete with have had a lot of success, certainly a lot more success than I have as a head coach in my first two years. But uh, part of what, what I sell and what we're selling is that, uh, you know, we've got a great uh, great staff, uh, guys who played the game, who understand the game, and um, who were part of uh, an institution similar to this, whether it's uh, Michael McGarvey at Ursinus or, or David Klatsky and Mike Jordan at the University of Pennsylvania or Mark Linebaugh, uh, who's an alum from our institution. Uh, they get guys who understand what these young men are going through, the balance of, of academics and and athletics and uh so we're looking for a guy who who wants to be a, a part of building something uh, unique and, and something special, and uh, and maybe not going to a place where where that uh, that tradition is already in place, but uh, kind of blazing his own trail. Sure, sure, that's great. Uh, so both you guys, I mean, either one of you can uh, jump in and feel this. Is, do you get frustrated? I know both you guys are unbelievable players. Both played a lot uh do you get frustrated sometimes with uh the kind of t- student athlete nowadays you know not not the same definitely not the same toughness do you get a little frustrated kind of seeing that based on how tough and how well you guys were raised to play basketball yeah i'm gonna jump in there before coach jordan has a chance to uh to answer <laughs> answer that one um, and uh, I, I appreciate your kind words about us as players, Ko. Uh, although you didn't draft me very high uh, when you well, had the opportunity in you, your in your fantasy I, draft, I did get ripped by your brother for not for <laughs> drafting you over Tim Big. He was he but, definitely uh, me a business. Hey, I appreciate the politics of South Jersey basketball just uh, just as well <laughs> as anybody else. Um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting day and age for the game. Uh, you look at the transfer. Uh, lists that come out every year and they're they're growing exponentially um you know and, and guys play uh so much more aau basketball than they do with with uh with their high school teams and spring spring basketball and, and fall basketball and summer basketball um I, I think you've got to change with the times for sure um but you are, you are uh, and that's something that we value that we learned from coach Dunphy is looking for guys with a certain level of toughness uh, some guys who are uh, 
think part of the success at Temple University has been that uh, some guys have been willing to wait their turn, and uh, and it hasn't it hasn't uh, dissuaded them from uh, working hard and uh, and competing every day. Uh, but you know, you you want that guy with a little bit of an edge to him. You know, uh, Mike Jordan is a is a prime example. I, I've never been around a tougher guy, a more competitive guy. Uh, I'm sure he would be the first one to tell you he, he didn't play as much his freshman year as he would have liked. But uh, every day in practice, he would uh, he would put a chip on his shoulder and he'd compete like crazy uh, to prove to the coaches uh, instead of complain about the coaches to prove to the coaches what he could be and. You know, evidently, uh, as, as history shows, everybody learned, and, and he had the success that he did uh, as an individual, but also as a leader of the team. So, you know, we're looking for those kind of guys who are open to that kind of coaching, and, and hopefully, we can we can help them uh, along the way. So, Mike, Mike, how about how about you? What do you what do you, How's your thoughts on this? Well, you know, as, as Coach said. Uh, you know, um, the times have changed a little bit, but, you know, one thing we try to stress is, you know, should never have to coach effort, you know, and uh, over the years, the things that, uh, you know, two things that I've learned is, you know, two things you can control, you know, how how great sh- uh, shape you're in and your effort. And, uh, you know, if you go out there and you give it all and you compete, you know, every chance you get, you know, you, you don't, as Coach Duff, you know, told us, you know, you just, you a lot of people want to win, but you, you need those guys that have to have it, you know, that need to win, not the guys that just want to win. And uh, you can get guys like that, you know, and then, you know, you, you've always got a chance. And as, as Matt said, you know, we we were those type of kids. You know, I, I didn't want to win. I had to win. And when I lost, I, I didn't like it. You know, I hate losing, you know, more than you like winning. And I, and I really I really love winning, but, you know, I really, really can't stand losing. And you know that's the that's the kind of culture we're trying to build and, and the kind of kids that that you want in your program. So how do you guys? Uh, we talked about you know finding that tough player uh, as a as a recruiting process. How do you how do you find that guy? Because I know there's a lot of kids that you know are talented and you see they can make a shot at the end of the game, but that doesn't mean they're mentally tough. What do you what do you look for during the recruiting process to find that mentally tough player? Yeah, it's an inexact science, Ko. If uh, mm-hmm. if there was a if there was a formula that we could uh, say, hey, if this guy does this or this and this, then he's going to be a mentally tough guy. Then you know everybody would use it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's different tricks of the trade. Some guys, you know, being a good teammate is part of it. Uh, I can tell you, a number of years ago, I was recruiting not to Colgate, but a guy named Emil Jefferson. Uh, and he was a young guy uh, on his team, and he was—he was—it was clear that he was going to be a good player. Whether he was going to be a McDonald's All-American and go to Duke University was was not predictable at the time. But you know, he did things like uh, when his teammates came off the court, he went, even though he was the best player, and filled up a cup of water so that they would have a chance to to get some water, just to to build the morale of the team. And, and you're really looking for a selfless guy. Obviously, the more times you get to see kids in uh, in, uh, in situations of adversity, maybe when referees uh, in a in a hard fought high school game aren't giving them the calls that they would like, uh, how do they handle it? Do they you know do they do they dip their shoulders? Do they make excuses? You know what what kind of small things do they do? You know in, in addition to their talents and skills and uh, abilities to uh, to help their team or handle adversity and 
and ultimately you got to try and uh, try and guess and make a prediction of what they're going to do in college and um, kind of seeing them how they react and and how they handle their their coaches and those kind of things uh, all try and all help you uh, try and predict the future. We are on the line with head Colgate coach Matt Langle and assistant coach Mike Jordan. Guys, why don't we have you both on the line? How how do you guys feel about where kind of basketball is heading? I mean, the the, the back to the basket low post player is almost extinct. I mean, do, do you guys like the wide the more wide open style or? You kind of like that guy. You could still, uh, you know, bang around down low. Um, I think you need a, a good mixture of both. You know, you need you need the guys to spread the floor so you can get that guy down on the box to you know back down and, and do his thing down there. Um, I think the more you can do on the court, the the, the better you are. And you know, I, I personally like a big guy that can play with his with his back to the basket. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh you gotta have guards to get him to feed him the ball. You know. But uh as you said, it's it's I think you need a little bit of both, you know, but uh I, I kinda hope that guys will continue to work work on their pros game because I think it is becoming kind of a lost art. I think it kinda of became extinct when Kevin uh when Kevin was a center. I think it started uh <laughs> Trending back yeah, from there. Kev, Kev was a pick and pop guy. Kev didn't like Kev didn't like it down there. Him or his brother, they, they wanted to step out and shoot jumpers all the time. Yeah, I thought I was a. Uh, if I ever developed a jump shot, that would be uh, that would have been something else, but it never came. So I, I got a I got a quick question. Speaking of centers, uh, better big guy, Ethan Jacobs or Jeff Owens? I'm gonna jump in again here before Coach Jordan has a chance to, to answer answer this question. Uh, you know, Ethan is yet to be uh, yet to be determined. So he's still, uh, you know, he's a part of a, a great Ohio program. And Coach Gross, before he left to Illinois, um, you know, he learned a lot of really good stuff and and developed uh, an understanding of what it takes to win championships. Hasn't had a chance or the opportunity to get out on the floor uh, mm-hmm. very much after sitting out a year for us. Uh, much the way the big fella did at the University of Pennsylvania when he had his health issues. I think he's seen the game from the sidelines a little bit and an understanding of what he needs to do to help his team at Colgate win. Um, it'll be it'll be determined this year how how well he'll do on the on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, he's a good shooter. Whether he'll be able to get shots and know what a good shot is is, is still unknown. Uh, obviously, I'm biased having played alongside uh, the better Owens for, for the number of years that I did. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he had a terrific career, anchored our defense and <laughs> anchored the defense. If, he, if Ethan Jacobs could be half the defensive player that Jeff Owens was, uh, we'll be really, really happy, uh, uh, over the next couple of years. You might expect a call from Jeff. He usually, he usually listens. Sometimes he doesn't, He's, you know, <laughs> brotherly love. Matt, Matt, I was talking earlier about, um, I remember coming over to your house in Voorhees when I was younger and playing one-on-one in your backyard. You know, there's there's things you remember kind of being a basketball player, and those are some, some pretty good memories I had. Uh, I think your dad coached our YMCA team or one, one team or something like that. But uh, I look back on those days, you know, and they were good times. Me too, Mike. I, I can't I can't tell you enough. The, the places basketball has taken me in my life are literally across the world and had a chance to – actually get paid to play the game uh, not very much and now uh, be a coach and uh, coach with friends and people that I respect. But 
you remember all of those days, and I, I remember when you had, uh, uh, you were probably the only guy in the, in the greater Philadelphia area with the Nike pumps back in the day. And, um, uh, you know what, I, I mean, I, yeah, it was funny, you know, and, and, and my, my parents were good to me, you know, but when the new Jordans came out, like I had, you know, it was like I needed them. You know, the pumps came out, I needed those too. But that was, you know, the, the, the one or two occasions out of 10 or 15 or 20 or however many times we got to play that I was able to, to come out on the winning side against Mike Gould and Jack Jell and the fellas, uh, I was. Those were as significant a win as I've ever had been a part of in my career. So uh, there's there's no doubt who the who the uh, better ball player amongst the two of you guys running this show was in my mind. Well, I appreciate that. That's great. Well, we just want to say uh, thank you guys so much for for joining us tonight, uh, giving us some of your time. Obviously, terrific two terrific coaches you'll be hearing a lot about them in the future uh we really appreciate what you guys are doing up there in colgate and uh you know call back we'd love to talk mike matt we're both going to have a a little uh overseas basketball show where we're going to talk a lot of overseas basketball so you guys can call them with your insight and uh we wish you guys the best of luck be careful what you wish for ko asking us to call but uh we're available anytime we uh we appreciate you having us on, and uh, you know, don't hesitate to call us in the future. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks guys. To guys. Good luck, guys. Uh, Thanks, Thanks. Take, take it care. easy. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Those guys are great. I, you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't beat them. Uh, Matt and Mike both just terrific, terrific coaches, young, young players, great, great young basketball minds. And I mean, we, I mean, you listen to Matt, you listen to Matt speak, and he's just. He's just, uh, it kind of sounds like Dumphy speaking, exactly. you know, very classy and uh-huh. just knowledgeable and just, uh, he, he recognizes, uh, you know, just by you saying something, he recognizes you say something nice and he thanks, you know, just, just a, an all around good guy. Both, both of them are. They really are. And it's, uh, it's fun. It's it, the one good thing. And when we decided to do the show, we, we said we wanted to talk a lot of basketball ball because that's what we knew best, obviously, but it's also because that's who we know the most people and you're lucky enough to kind of go through and and meet these people who who really influence your life and impact you and uh become family friends, become friends of yours and uh it's nice to get them on the show and and kind of pick their brain a little and we really appreciate them uh coming on. Yeah, I mean Matt Matt I remember Matt in high school. I mean Matt was a great player. Um he was he was he was a very big guard who was athletic and could shoot the 3. Could handle the ball, never turn the ball over. I mean, I mean, just the kind of guy uh, you really want on your team, who put the team first. Um, you know, put winning first ahead of personal accolades, and uh, you know, the ultimate team guy. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Mike, great story. Uh, inner city kid, and you know, you're gonna always get the the obnoxious people who are like, why is he? Why is he at Penn? He's there because he's because he's a great player, a great he's player, a, he's and a, a good student, a great student. I mean, why is there? That's like people are just like, oh, he he's not, he doesn't feel fit that academically. He does, and he and he deserves that credit because he was a terrific academic student and a terrific player. So it's just you know that the, those assumptions in this world you're going to live with them, but uh, it's nice to that they get their recognition because they're both uh, terrific. I mean, just because you were six eleven, does that mean you could score around the basket? No. Not even close. I mean, you know, I, mean, I made that assumption the first time I passed you the ball in the Haddonfield Men's League. Yeah, that was a mistake. Well, the Haddonfield Men's, I would have, I go inside way more than the Haddonfield Men's League, <laughs> but the Haddonfield Men's League, I, w- I mean, I was that was the most frustrated I've ever been because 
I mean, obviously, because you had a six foot four guy guarding you. Yeah, I had like six four, six five guarding me. But all they would do, I mean, they would just grab my arms and like foul me, and they would call nothing. And then I'm playing against Arthur Barkley, and they're not calling anything. I'm like, he's but taller yeah, than me. But you know why? You know why? I really believe that refs, summer league refs, are awful because I think. The games, they get paid whether the games go 40 minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour. Yeah. Those guys just want to get out of there. They don't care about fouls. I mean, they're half of them are, they don't cross half court. The other half of them have their hands in their pocket. So they, they get paid no matter what. And that's why you see all these fights break out in the men's league. Um, they had to stop the Riverwinds league because too many fights were breaking out. And I, and I think the refs just have no control. Um I understand you get some bad seeds every once in a while where you just can't control them, but when the refs don't make any calls, when guys are getting banged and, you know, and grabbed and kicked and undercut down low, that's when you start getting the, you know, the fights breaking loose, and the refs can kind of stop some of that just by making a couple more calls. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, <clears throat> tonight we are brought to you by Foam Pack, a supplier of all Graco products. Uh, just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Also, Advocare, South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Go see Dr. Wetzler for all your orthopedic needs. Terrific place. They will do a good job getting you back on the court of life or sports whenever you uh, enjoy more. Enjoy more. Again, our call number is 347-215-8126. Follow us on Twitter at the match underscore upzone. On Facebook, match upzone. And by email, the match upzone at gmail.com. Coming soon, the Official Matchup website. Zone website. Also, a, a big thank you to Lancaster Brewing Company yep. for uh, their strawberry wheat that they supplied us tonight. It's a home run. It is a home run. It's it's it is. It's good. It's like it's fruity and but it's kind of like it's, it's kinda, like summery. Yeah, it's kind of like sense? you. Fruity and summery, correct? Um, Kev, getting back to the Tiger win yesterday. Did you see when? Uh, I can't remember the kid who missed the long putt the 25-year-old kid, whatever his name was. Um, did you see Tiger in the back room watching it on TV and then kind of uh-huh. celebrate? I don't generally like Tiger, but I kind of like that Tiger because I don't think he knew the camera was on him. And you don't really you don't really see that. You don't see that Tiger. Yeah. You don't see that kind of fist pump. Uh, you know, well, you see the fist pump, but pushing his guy and smiling and genuinely happy. You kind of see the more after Tiger wins, you know, He's accepting the green jacket, and it's all quiet. They're by the fireplace, and everything's so serious. I, I don't generally like Tiger, but I kind of like that part of Tiger. Yeah, I think I like Tiger for everything he is. I think the one thing, if anything, that whole story about his uh, affairs and stuff like that. Look, I don't care what a guy. I don't care what a guy does in his personal life. It's your personal life. Who cares? Yeah, I, I could care less. I actually, could, I, actually, I couldn't care less. Yeah. I hate when people say that. I could care less. Well, yeah. That means you could care less. <laughs> I could care I less. I couldn't care less. I couldn't care I less. think that's the correct saying. But yeah. either way, I don't care what he does in his personal life. I just care what the guy does on the golf course. And uh, and uh, it's funny. He, he's you know he's won four out of seven times he's played this year or something like that, four out of seven tournaments. And there's still people going, oh, do you think Tiger's back? Of course. Yeah, he's back. He's mm-hmm. number one in the world for by a wide margin. He's back. He's back. He's back, baby. And I, I like Tiger. I think, if anything, that story made him more human in my eyes uh, because he was like this supernatural being who just couldn't yeah. be stopped on the court. Did anybody did anybody fall farther from – did anyone fall so quickly as him? No. I mean, that that was quick. In terms of the media's all over him telling him he's a scumbag. And on top of that, he 
He loses his focus. His focus is gone. I mean, he lost all his sponsors. Lost it all. Lost except, his life. Except Nike. Yeah, and, and, well, I hope, and I hope they're, they're they're geniuses. Why yeah, would you I, ever? I hope he doesn't go to another spot. I no. you know, I hope I hope he just says to all those other guys. You know what? You guys bailed on me. Well, guess what? I'm number one in the world again. Don't come crawling back to me now. I'll sponsor. I'm not sponsoring. What is it, Buick no. Enclave and all that stuff? I'll stick with Nike. Yeah. Good get, for him. Get Shaq to sponsor. By the way, that that is the worst commercial, this Buick commercial with Shaq, where Horrible. they try to try to Horrible. show how roomy he is. When he said, he, I got sneakers bigger than that or something. Yeah, or, and he's sardined in the car like it's me in a, in a like, Volvo. Like, right, like it's you in one of my daughter's car, like a little play car. <laughs> It's just I was like I just thought I, saw that and I was like why why are they why I, would they show him in the car I need more Peyton Manning commercials is yeah what I, need. I agree I'm I'm a, I'm you know what I'm gonna say and we can get start getting into duos and I'm gonna throw my first one out there Peyton and Eli Manning are are I think I don't know which one's funnier Peyton Peyton I think Eli dopey funny though he, he is, is but the Saturday Night Live with him was very good I didn't say it it was terrific. He was, and he's funny. I think they're both just. Eli they're, is more well, goofy. They're, they're more. They're marketable. Like yeah. Like um, like is Aaron Rodgers? He does the he does the discount double check. But is he like that mark? I mean, they're, they're funny. Um, you know, you wonder why Tom Brady doesn't do more commercials. Yeah, that's true. Uh, probably because he has more money than he. I mean, His if he wife, had, yeah, yeah he, he's probably just like I don't have time for this. My wife makes. Seven mil a year. Why I make fifteen million? Like, what am I? Why would I? What do I need to stand on the TV for? And he's he's almost being selective. I mean, he can do that after his career yeah, is over. It's, it's like Shaq. You can turn down a commercial. Yeah, seriously. God, that guy. Right. Yeah, like, he don't. is just a money whore. But you know please what? Don't, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Great. Now Shaq's not coming on anytime <laughs> soon. Great. Thanks, Kev. I think we ruined that by the Kobe bobblehead right in front of me. Yeah, we did the Kobe by, and the and the Kareem and the Kareem starting lineup is over mm. there. And the Matt, yeah, it's just like a slap. You know, what, you know what's funny? Slap in the face. You know what's funny? Kareem, no, not the show. Well, I mean, obviously we're we're about as fun as a box of hammers, but so I mean, think of means. think of the centers that the Lakers have had. Who, who I mean, rank the rank. If you rank the top centers of all time. They're all yeah. I mean, all on... three out of five probably are going to be Lakers. Yeah. Who do you think? Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaq. Well, I I love saying, I love telling all the guys who love love Chamberlain. My neighbor down the street's a little bit older. He's in his uh, early seventies, and all those guys, you know, they're all Wilt Chamberlain up. And I always I always kind of uh, get at him by saying, Wilt Chamberlain, he's the third best center in Lakers history, and they just like that infuriates people. His like head starts spinning and oh get out of here. Then you always hear this. Oh, Wilt led the Wilt never fat out of a game. Like to me, that's not impressive. No. I don't. I don't know. Maybe to me, to, to everybody it else, it might be. Yeah, well, you. I mean, you were you were a hack machine. It was like you just watched Bruce Lee before every a uh, Bruce Lee movie before every game. I mean, uh, but I mean, to me, that just means you're not that aggressive. I don't know what it means. I don't. Maybe you were just so much bigger. Than everybody that you didn't have to foul. Yeah. I, now to me, he played. He played. He averaged forty-eight minutes a year. That's impressive. That is impressive. I, I he think, led the league in assists one year. Was impressive. But because well, to they told him he couldn't lead the league in assists, they're like, "Well, you can't pass." He's like, "All right," and led the league in assists. I mean, that that's right. another level of human of human being being able to do that. 
But again, we're comparing. Although you have to, you have to. The times are the times are relatable to when you played. So, you know, he was the, he had the same advantages and disadvantages as, as everyone else who played in that time period. So, you can't really look at it like that because he was. I mean, to go out and say, you know what, I'm going to lead the league in assists, and then be like, do it to come through on it. I mean, no one in this right. day and age can. Well, do it. it's also easier for him because he was so much bigger and stronger and more physical than everyone. It's, I mean, Matt Stafford can't go out and say I'm gonna I'm gonna lead the league in touchdowns this year. I mean, he can and he may, but it's a lot easier for Low Chambers to say I'm gonna lead the league in assists just because I have the ball in my hands every time. I guess Matt Stafford does too, but um, he's and just he's more. He's throwing to Calvin Johnson. He's throwing to Calvin Johnson. Freak of nature in himself. Right, and the year he led in assists was that the year? He, I don't know what year it was, but was that the year he played with like Jerry West and Eldrin Bell and all? Yeah, I mean, I could lead the league in assists with those. Who, Matt those Stafford? Teams. No, not Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford played on the Philadelphia Warriors. Uh, Matt Stafford. By the way, real quick, and I know we well, don't. What the hell are you looking at? I just saw a cheesesteak. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Who is that? Who on? I don't know. What, what is that? I don't know. Some girl's wearing jeans at the bottom, and then they're cut on her thighs, and then, like, up, oh, like jean shorts. That's Whatever really it is, I like. Good. Whoever made that, you are a genius. We Good need. Job. We need more of that. We do need more of that. So on our Facebook wall, please keep posting pictures like that. Thank you, uh, friends of the Matchup Zone. Uh, so Mike, let's get into some duos right now. Uh, dynamic duos, if you will. We obviously talked to Matt Lango and Mike Jordan. A uh, great duo in itself. Played together in college. Coached together now as on for Colgate. Uh, what other duos do you think are worthy of our? Well, let's go with the top ten list. But we can throw a bunch of names out there and rank them well, later. I, I've written some down, Kevin. I, I didn't use any. I didn't use a uh, an internet site or anything. I was just kind of going off the top of my head. And some basket. I mean, the first one that the first one that comes to mind for me is always Stockton Malone. Yeah, I just feel like you just can see that that pick and roll on the left side of the court. Well, that the, that one's so impressive because, uh, you know, you look at you look at some you look look at like a Jordan Pippen, and you have to think, John Stockton and Carl Malone weren't as talented, nearly as talented as Jordan and Pippen. Like, I mean, I think Carl Malone might have been more talented than Pippen, but Stockton wasn't wasn't even close. However. He, they made such a great name for themselves because they were able to do what they did well, that run that they, pick and they roll. They ran that pick and roll perfectly, and it was undefendable when they ran it. Correctly. It was, and it's just it's a, and that's what makes them all the more impressive. Excuse me, Kev. I'm sorry. Excuse me while I throw up my mouth a little bit. I just saw Joakim Noah shoot a foul shot. I was I was just about to say I was like, did Chris Bosh just got tossed out of the way because he stepped in the lane early? Boozer's a beast. Um, yeah. So Stockton alone. I mean, obviously you have Jordan Pippen. One, and I'm kind of going back to my day. One that kind of creeps into my mind when I'm thinking of this stuff is, uh, again, I didn't go by any list. I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. Uh, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, for me, when the uh, you know early 90s when they were playing for Seattle. Um, that that was kind of a big one for me. Ralph Sampson, Akeem Olajuwon with the Twin Towers, yeah. back with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else did I write down here? I have kind of different different sports. Uh, Shaq and Hardaway, Penny Hardaway and Shaq. With the magic, that was it. That, that was a, that yeah. was a good one, almost to the point where they made a movie, Blue Chips, Blue Chips, Blue Chips. where they both were starring. Horrible in it. movie. And we'll talk about that. Would you like that? 
Yeah, I kind of like Blue Chips. Oh, my it's, God. I'm, I'm, I'm I, just see, I'm you know shocked why? that you've seen it. Yeah, well, you know why? I didn't buy Nick Nolte. Really? I didn't, yeah. buy, I didn't buy him. See, I see. For me to believe a movie, I need to, I need to buy the character in it. I, any, I, I didn't buy in Nick Nolte. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I bought into him either, but because he was small. But I like his raspy. I like the raspy voice. I don't. I, I, I thought. See, I bought into the manager of Major League. That guy with the the entire oh. world. That guy who answered the phone with the raspy, that voice. To yeah, me, he, he kind of looked like a Lou big, Brown. Lou Brown, yeah. Yeah, Lou. Lou, when he when, when he peed all over Roger Dorn's uh, contract. He's, that's what I think about that. I don't know, Charlie. I got a guy in the other line about him. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. I got a guy in the other line about some white walls. Right? Yeah, that was that's just a classic, classic movie. That's that is that is one of the and you know what, Mike? Next week we're gonna uh, have Pete Gambino on. We're gonna have him on this week, but. The uh, the intern's love affair with him was uh, was was big, and I knew they weren't coming, so I bumped them till next week because uh, also next week uh, we uh, we're, we're still in the planning stages, but we may be doing possibly a live feed at a local brewery to kind of finish off uh, craft beer week, and also uh, we'll be joined by six former Sixers head coach Doug Collins, who uh, will come on and. Give us some insight and uh, talk a little bit about his career and you know coaching the Sixers and what it meant and just a, a great, another great guy and uh, we're looking forward to that. Kev, um, you said yeah, I think we spoke about having a live feed next week. Um, I hope it doesn't sound like this. Uh, well, our first live feed went over like a fart in church. Well, the the. <laughs> The whole good, the one good thing that we have going for us now. We have equipment. Yeah, we have we have equipment. I we, I don't think we could have been any less equipped. If 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 we like we said, if we walked I mean, in with telephone, what, what do we think? I mean, we couldn't do the show here. We were so excited too. Like we just we like oh blew we blew past all reasonability and like any and, level and, and of the, logic. And, and the guy and the guy. Uh, uh, Nick from the Main Street yeah. Pub, like big time at first. Like, oh, he did big you know, time with, with, with good reason. With great reason. I mean, we he came like, in. He knew we before in, we did. Right. He's like these two guys. These two ham and eggers. I can't say anything good coming out of this. But um, he, he really, he did big time. It's big time. He was. Uh, we went in there. We're just like, hi. We 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 uh, host a show. The, yeah, we host a show called the Matchup Zone. We were just wondering if. Uh, if we can come on and, and use this show, he's just like, Wait, "What do you guys do?" The, hold on, hold on. And another couple came in and he like actually <laughs> seated them while we like stood there. And you know, it's funny. Like, but then he did a complete 180 when he said, well, "What are you guys doing?" I said, "Well, we're thinking. You know, we have on. Uh, we might be able to get Fran Dunphy and Brian Zubek, this guy. And then all of a sudden, he did a complete 180. Oh, Brian's Fran. Yeah, that'd be great. We get those yeah. guys in here. That'd be great. And we talked about we're like, you know, we can. We have Dunphy calling in and stuff, and he's just like, wait, you know, Fran Dunphy. It was like yeah, he, he did, did do a 180. He did a complete 180, and then. Uh, Except he didn't do a 180 in terms of getting an internet. Connection. No, I mean what? I mean what establishment what, now doesn't, doesn't have, have an, an internet, internet connection. connection? So we didn't have an internet connection. So we're using. The place next door, or uh, Cooper oh. Health. We're, we're at the Main Street Pub using Cooper Health's free Wi-Fi. It was across the way. Obviously, we had two computers. The the line kept on dropping on us. Shockingly enough, 
we had uh, we. It was it was just we, an absolute. We had, a, we had a nightmare. A speaker that would plug into a computer it didn't like not a speaker you would think of like at a at a wedding or something like a speaker that would plug in the computer hanging up and it was on time delay. So every time we turned it on, it was so distracting. <laughs> I was, I, I, we, stop talking. I'm I'm, I'm having flashbacks. We, we, it was so funny that. We it was so bad. It was funny. It was we, one of those. And it was it was it sucked because we had Andy Tool on and uh, Joe Crispin. Joe Crispin. So we had some good guests, but we couldn't hear him. We deleted the episode because we we're like, this is. Thank God. Thank God. We were supposed to have, thank God. We were supposed to have Legler on that night. Oh my God. And thank God. He thank didn't God. Call God Legler didn't call, and he'd be like, what? What? What the hell am I doing here? I'm on. I'm on coast to coast and ESPN and these shows, and and now I'm on. Uh, well, you know what? We can we can compare it. We were talking a little bit about Tom from Palmyra. We can compare it to Tom from Palmyra's experience uh, on 94.1 uh, yes, w- yes. WIP. Tom from Palmyra was on 94.1 talking about, you know, the Cuz is a big Primo's guy and talking about the sandwich. And they had Tom from Palmyra on. Let me tell you something, kids. It sounded better on our show. I mean, what the you, hell are they doing over there? It sounded, First of all, Mac now, wouldn't give, Mac now wouldn't shut up about a turkey Diablo. And uh and 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 Gargano, okay, I cuz yeah, cuz okay, yeah, sounds good. I know Tom, yeah. They don't know Tom like we know Tom. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's true. I would, <laughs> yeah. Is Tom coming on tonight? Oh, let me let me uh let me see if Tom might come on tonight. That would be awesome because I would love I would love it for him to come on a show that's not going to push him to the to the side streets and not even give him a microphone. I will I will take my microphone off my mouth right now if I can get Tom on the show. You know what? It's funny because he's it's like he's he's kind of big now. He's he's like almost big time. He's not big timing us, but he hasn't been on the show in a while because he's been busy. Well, you know it's funny. The sh- his store opens his store shut closed down on Thursday. He left there at five a.m. because it's closed at three. And they have to clean and all that kind of stuff. He got he got home at five a.m. He had to be back up at eight a.m. the next morning to open. He, I mean, he's ready to kill himself. That's crazy. I mean, that's what that's what it takes to start a business. I was in that a, and four hundred grand. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it, with franchising and stuff like that. It, it, it is expensive. I looked at franchising the one time. Uh, wasn't for me. The price tag. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you, if you open up like talking to Tom a little bit about these franchises, if you if you want to open up a McDonald's, you have to show like a million dollars, like. Liquid funds yeah, that like you have, in your bank like right in your now. bank that you can just be like, listen, this is what I have. I mean, if you don't have that, they won't even talk to you or think you're serious. So, um, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, what what are you better off doing? Are you better off owning a McDonald's or owning like a, a McDonald's or having a a franchise like that or having your own place? Because this is a well, question I, mean, I was I mean, always with. McDonald's, with. Kev. Did you ever see a McDonald's that doesn't succeed? You put a McDonald's anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, Primos. I don't know, but McDonald's, I mean, my God, Kev, every time you drive by McDonald's, they're, and, and any time of the day, there's six cars deep in the drive-thru. Yeah. And then that sign that always says billions and billions of serves, so I got to believe they're, they're doing something right. I gotta believe they're doing something. You know what else is always busy, too, is Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. There's 11 Dunkin' Donuts in Cherry Hill. Did you know that? Yes, I did. No, you didn't. No. Well, I didn't care to find out. How about that? <laughs> Eleven. Well, Kev, there's three. I mean, there's three, four within, within like a block. Yeah, there's here. four or five, right? I mean, there's the one on there's the one right on Brace. There's the one on seventy three Kings Highway seventy. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, there's. There, yeah, I mean, they're yeah, all over the place. They're, they're, we're really in the nexus of a of a Dunkin' Donuts. 
Now, do you are you a coffee drinker? I I do like coffee, but I'm not like I like to brew it myself. I make my own oh, coffee. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm I'm a fancy pants. See, I'm not I'm not a coffee drinker, but from people who are that I know, they say they like you know everyone has their own preferences, but a lot of them say they like Dunkin' Donuts. My neighbor, I've heard, heard Dunkin' Donuts. My neighbors are huge coffee drinkers, and they love Dunkin' Donuts. Well, the, um, the thing about Dunkin' Donuts is, like, the price is right. Well, in terms of it's not too expensive, but it's quality coffee. Right. And it's, and the thing with Starbucks is the price is wrong. Yeah, the price is ridiculous. I went to it's Starbucks a, it's the other absurd. day. It was four dollars and fifty cents for a, like a medium coffee. I was like, are you people? Do you people understand the prices everywhere else in the yeah, world? Yeah, but here's the thing, Kev. People are going to keep buying. They're crowded. It's yeah. the same with Primos. Primos are expensive. I went in there. I got a sandwich. I got a sandwich and a and a drink. It was twelve fifty seven. Yep, they do have big sandwiches, and you know what? They they do, was, and, and they're wa- always good. Yeah, and I was watching. Uh, I, a friend of mine came in, and he had a Primos, and he was just like, "You want a bite?" And I was like, "No," because I I knew I wanted to save it for when we do the live feed at uh, Primos. I want to do a, the whole taste test. We have it kind of planned. It will be a lot of fun if I didn't try it. So I'm not going to cheat. But they are some big sandwiches. They're not they're not small little, uh, you know, Wawa sandwiches. They're they're big time. And uh, if you know if if you're gonna pay eight nine dollars, good thing because. Well, see, I get the long hots and it gets you for the dollar for the long hots. You and these long. Hots. I love them. I love them. So it's okay. Let's get back into a couple of these duos. So right, I have a few it. more. Make Burden McHale, LeBron and Wade, uh-huh. Kareem and Oscar Robertson, which is about as you know. Obviously, I was around to see those guys, but I, I kind of know the legend of those two. Mm-hmm. Moses and Doc. See, yeah. you, see you don't really rem- see Moses and Doc w- was a little too young for me. Now, see, what, what year were you born? I was born in eighty. You were born in eighty, so they won in eighty three. Yeah, so I was three. Yeah, so you were young. See, I was seven, so I remember a little bit. Yeah, like um, my grandfather was managing the World Series in eighty three. I have no recollection of it. Right, right. Zero. So like, I'm sorry, either it's Joe Morgan. Um, Dumars and Dumars and Isaiah Thomas. Now I have a couple from other sports, and I don't know if these fit or not. But football, I always think of Peyton Manning and, and uh, Marvin Harrison. Peyton and Marvin's a good one. Uh, you, Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about that. Then you have uh, Rice Montana, Young and Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of hockey here. Gretzky and Messier with the Islanders. I mean, I'm sorry, with the Oilers. Rangers. No, they, the they Oilers. Played, and they played with the Rangers, I think, too. Actually, they, did they I think play? they played at the end of their career. I, I think, think Messier uh, Messi was with the Rangers, and so is. But they both played on the Oilers. Yeah, they both played yeah, on the yeah. Oilers. And then uh, Lemieux and Yager were huge, like in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, baseball, I I McGuire. I'm I put McGuire. I meant McGuire and Canseco. Remember the Bash Brothers? Yeah, the Bash Brothers. And this is baseball is probably the hardest because you have nine yeah. players. And then I, I always think of for some reason it's just me and my crazy crazy mind. I always think of this might be a little too young for you, uh, old for you too, Kev, but. Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell with the Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, I just remember the most. I don't know, like Sweet Lou always turned the double What about Kirk Gibson? Yeah, Kirk Gibson. Um, they had a good team. That the Tigers was a good. The Tigers. Yeah, they were. They were. They were, they were a tough. team. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I just always think of that, and I think of uh, who else do I have written down here? Batman and Robin. I was there the speaking first. Of, speaking of which, speaking of which Batman and Robin made a made a their way to the studio. They're, they're both here. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith? Now we're, now we're talking. The crux of the conversation. 
But uh, it, it's so funny because tag teams just aren't what they used to be. No, nah, well, you know what? Wrestling, and I think was it was it you and I talking last? I don't think it was. I think I was talking to my other buddy. Wrestling just isn't what it is anymore. It was just so much better, even though back in the eighties there was there wasn't all the pyrotechnics and there wasn't all the, yeah. the music and all the all the flair. It was just wrestling. It was more wrestling. The interviews were in the back of the locker. It was just it was a little bit darker. It was a little more mysterious. It's not now where it's just. It's it's a show. You're right about the the interviews. I mean, the interviews now are well. They're all. They're, most of them are done in the ring. They're all in the ring. They're on the ring. It's like a it's a it's a spectacle. It, it used to be like a a, a, a minute a, a long promo. interview. Yeah, it used it to was be a, a promo, promo before they came out, and now it's like they're coming out and just talking. Like, trash I, I just remember the, the Road Warriors like on on TBS at that little stand with Tony Schiavone. Was that Schiavone. like the Oh What a Rush? No, the Oh What a Rush really started in in, in the WWF. Oh, you know what? That's so funny. <laughs> Road Warriors. Uh, that's funny because um, Mike, <laughs> Louise, we we did lessons and we <laughs> we would go up the the place where we work uh, has a TV, so there would be like an hour or two <laughs> in between lessons, and we'd watch and we watch wrestling videos. Yeah, so like the one lesson would end, and we would just be like, run over to Wawa, get some food. And then we wait, come back. Wait, remember when we didn't we go to didn't we go to uh, Sears or something and buy a DVD player and then then <laughs> did we buy something and then we returned it? We bought a DVD like, player. We, ran, we basically rented it for two hours and then returned yeah, we, it because <laughs> we wanted to watch all the wrestling DVDs. Right. So we bought a DVD player from Sears yeah, and we returned it about two hours later. Yeah, this isn't what we were looking for. Yeah, we just we, and while we I think we watched the Road Warriors DVD. Ah, wow, yeah, that was best. that was terrific. God. The wrestling in the 80s was so much better. I mean, <laughs> I, guess, I used to be kind they of... They were like bouncers at one point. Yeah, but you know what? You know what the greatest one, the greatest rivalries was? And again, maybe a little bit too young for you, but the Road Warriors against the Russians. Remember Nikolai... Not Nikolai Volkov. Um, the hell was his name? Uh, Ivan Koloff and Nikita Koloff. You remember those guys? No. I don't remember. remember. Nikita, uh, the Russians and like Nikita Koloff. He was this real big Russian, like really put together, and he was like one that you could really believe could like do some damage to the Road Warriors. Uh-huh. And it was just U.S. you know it was USA versus USSR, and I was just a great. It was a great story. God, I miss those days. Oh my gosh, that's terrific! Gotta love the uh, Road Warriors. I can't believe we bought a DVD player from Sears. <laughs> I do. I like, can't Remember stop that? laughing about Remember that. We like rent and, and but we concocted the idea. We're like, what are we gonna do? We don't need it. We're not gonna buy it. Well, why don't we just go buy it, keep it, return it, and then uh, and we you know put it we put it back nice and neat. Well, it was funny because we that seems to be our mo <laughs> because when we we went yes. and bought the switchboard, the switchboard that we we originally ordered, they ordered the wrong one. So. We were like, well, we're not going to, you know, this is ridiculous. Like, we have the show coming up in, a, in like, two days. Like, we're not going to be able to reorder one and get it here. So we ended up, we were just honestly thinking about bringing the one home that that we ordered and, or that they misordered and using it and then just returning it. Well, how about this? When we got the phones, when we first started, remember the four-pack of phones we got? And then I had to, rep- <laughs> I had to repackage those. I could be, like, a restock guy. And headphones, guy. too. We did, headphones, headphones, we did the headphones, too. yeah, man. Why are we so cheap? <laughs> we, I think it's more like you know, it's like extra money that you're just shelling out for something when you're like, well, we got better equipment. Like, I'm just going to return this. Right. Like, what am I? What right. am I doing? What do I need this for? So true. God Almighty, what is wrong with us? What, what about what about what about 
broadcasting duos. Mike and Mike. No, I like sports, like do do games. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Uh, uh, I mean, you obviously have to go. We're obviously biased, but Harry Callis and uh, Harrison White, Harry and Whitey. Harry and Whitey. See, I'm a big Wheels guy. I know you guys don't like oh, Wheels. God. I like Wheels. I really do. I don't, By the way, I, I remembered a couple more of his catchphrases the other day. I was going to text you. He he was bringing them all out one night. Uh, but I always catch him now. He doesn't say no doubles defense. Now he always goes, they're in the no doubles, don't hit it over my head defense. Yeah, because probably people were like, stop saying and that. And last night, did you watch last night's game at all? I did. He killed, yeah, the, end. He killed the end with the with the guys uh, late in games. You want to guard the lines. The corner field, infielders guard uh. the lines. And now you're going to guard the line. You're, now the third base. Now the third baseman is going to guard the line on a right-handed hitter, and the left, uh, the first baseman is going to guard the uh, line on a right uh, left-handed hitter. I mean that's how it works. And then every time the car, you can just hear McCarthy almost in his head just going, "Wheels, we get it. They're guarding the line late." Yeah, in the game. he's such a know-it-all. That's about that's my biggest thing but that you know what? bothers me about Gaylor, him. He, they said Gaylord Perry used to tell his guys when he pitched that they would guard the line from the beginning of the game. And it kind of made sense. At first, I don't know, why would you do that? And it kind of made sense because he said, I'd rather give up a single because I'm a sinker baller and I throw I throw double play balls where I don't want to give up doubles and triples because now it takes a double play out of effect. It sounds I – I, I, I'm buying in. I'm, I'm buying not, in I'm Gabriel buying Perry. In. I'm not buying in. I'm not buying in him or wheels or – Or Nick Nolte. Or Nick Nolte. I'm, I'm buying in the Nick Nolte. You better believe it. And like we said, uh, next week we'll have uh, Pete Gambino on. He's a movie aficionado. He'll come on. We're going to try to uh, knock out our our top ten sports movies. And it's funny because, you know, uh, we, we were talking about this, and I was like, you know, would you be able to come on? He's like, absolutely. That would be a lot of fun. He's like, send me a list of movies that you guys are going to talk about. So obviously – oh, oh. Uh-oh. Pete, you're the movie guy. You, yeah. you tell us what we're talking about. So, so he had, you know, he we were talking back and forth. He's just like, you know, and started naming a few, and he gave me the old Field of Dreams, and I don't want to ruin it because we'll talk about it next week. Because I love that movie. And it's the only, it's the one movie that that I, I mean, I honestly have seen it so many times. I still get, I still get misty eyes. I never saw it. I have a lot of movies to see between now and then. You, really you know, do. you know, what one of my favorite basketball you need movies to put is. Yourself in front of that. You know. What, you know what my favorite basketball movie is? What? Nacho Libre. Does that count? A basketball movie? No, I thought they played basketball. On <laughs> well, my Netflix is on my Netflix. a good wrestling on movie. My Netf- oh, it's a wrestling movie? Yeah. Oh, because on my Netflix, this is on the sports, uh, the sports, under sports movies. It's it's a very good, very good uh, wrestling movie. I think it's, he's a wrestler. Oh, I thought Nacho Libre. Movie. He's like, no, he's a, he's like a. Is that Jack Black? Yeah. Who's in it? It's Jack Black. It's it's actually really funny. I laugh quite often at it. Yeah, never saw it. Now, I don't buy Jack Black as being a wrestler. Why? Look at him. He doesn't have an athletic, doesn't look like he has an athletic bone in his butt. What the hell is this going on right now? I have no idea what's happening right now in this game. <laughs> Excuse me. It's halftime, and a guy is now balancing. What is that? He's doing a... With two trades. That's actually kind of impressive. Whoa. What? I don't. I think that's a girl, not a guy. It is a girl. No, she's dancing. Is that Rihanna? I don't know. That was really impressive. That season, the, who? Where are they right now? Chicago. Yeah. By the way, Chicago I can, knows how to throw a party. I can listen to Charles Barkley say Bellinelli all day. Bellinelli. You ever hear him say Bellinelli? Like, 
Marco Bellinelli. I mean, if we're talking about duos in terms of uh, announcing, I think Kenny uh, Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley have to be up there because I up, think they. I Kenny Smith is to me. I'd rather listen to paint dry than Kenny Smith. I think Kenny Smith's horrible. Well, I think Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley have a good rapport. I they think do. they bounce off each other well. And, that, and Charles Barkley, I think, is one of the best in the business. So, you know, Kenny Smith gets him all riled up and gets him saying what he wants to say. I like Kenny Smith. I, yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm a Kenny I, Smith. I'm, I mean, I think, I'm subscribing to Kenny Smith right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I think right off the bat, football, I think you have to go Troy Aikman and, uh, and Joe Buck. Aikman's great. Yeah, they are. Aikman's great. Aikman's just not he, – he shows no favoritism towards the team. He's just – he's very, very good. And I thought he was good. Brian Baldinger's good. Baldy. Baldy is good. Well, he good. does the local, the local Eagles Yeah, game. but he also does he also does some uh, some West Coast games. He does a game every week. He, he's pretty good. Baseball, Joe Morgan, and uh, – I like Joe Morgan and John Miller. I just like John Miller's voice, and I like how he says the Spanish guys with the R – that I like Rodrigo, you know how he yeah, can make these, his I like John like Miller that. too. Joe Morgan, it was like Joe Morgan had no idea what was going on though. It was like he just parachuted into the stadium like five minutes before the show. Hey, I'm here. Who's playing tonight? Yeah, <clears throat> he wasn't doing his homework, but but John Miller's John voice, Miller's John Miller's good. voice could just put me to sleep. Well, it's funny. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think it's I think it's a good thing. It's Sunday night baseball. That's what people used to tell us our voices <laughs> put, put them to sleep. <laughs> Hey, hey, your intro music really put us to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of John Miller. I like it. You never see, remember the commercial, and I thought this was one of the better commercials. Uh, they did the whole commercial with uh, they were like they had different athletes playing different sports. So it was like uh, I forget. I can't remember anyone else who was playing, but like uh, they had Andre Agassi playing for the Red Sox. And it was it was like really cool. They had like a uh, bunch of different. I think I did see something like that. And the, like John Miller was was announcing, and I just always remember that. Like, and it's just like, and Andre hits it over to the left field. And it was like a, a, it was a pretty cool commercial because, and I always remembered that line. I was like, that guy, I love John Miller. He's yeah. a really good announcer. You wonder how these guys like come up with their catchphrases. Like all these guys had their like Harry. Out of here. Like, you know, Harry had the out of here. Should, should I put this on speaker? Because Axel's calling me in the, knowing that we're doing the show. Yes. All right. Put Axel on. Don't curse. Axel, you're on, Axel, you're Axel, on the you're air. Axel, you're on the air. What do you want? It's good. Why are you not here? We are actually on the we're air. On we the put air. you on speaker. You, you know Why would you call us? Why would you call us? <laughs> Axel, why don't you call the call-in line? Axel, call the call-in line. Call the call-in line. What is wrong with that kid? Why would he call my cell phone? Uh, it really is, kids. You know what? I was I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, what do we... As much as we make fun of them and everything, but in like a year when they're all in college, like what... Are we going to have to get new interns? Are they yeah, gonna... Kev, I, I don't think they're coming back every Monday night. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see uh, Zach, Zeke really going anywhere uh, uh, Zeke, far away yeah, from home. Yeah, Zeke's a mama's boy. Um, <laughs> brother went to Rhode Island, and I don't know. Here we let's get, right. let's get it. Let's Axel. get Axel on. This isn't Axel. This is Zeke. Oh, Zeke. This is Zeke, we were just blessed. What's up, y'all? Mike called you a mama's boy. What's up, Zeke? 
Oh, really? Well, Mike can go, um... So easy. I got you. I got you. I know I know our limits. <laughs> how are you guys tonight? How was the, uh, how was the big dinner? We're pretty full. Uh, we're contemplating pulling over. I'm driving right now and throwing up on the side of the road. Oh. It was all free. It was all free. So you just ate too much? Oh, it's Maggiano's day. They went oh, through. Maggiano's. My God, they give you so much food. Here, talk to Axel. <laughs> hey, guys. How, how's it going? Axel, what did you think about Tiger winning yesterday? Oh, uh, that was that was unbelievable. You know, Sergio Garcia really blew up on the uh, last couple of holes, especially the... Like uh, tick. What's that? Blew up like a tick. Oh, my God, especially hitting those two two balls into the water and no. then another ball into the water, on, and especially another ball into the water on the uh, 18th hole. That really, uh, I can tell no. right now, that's frustrating. Plus the fact that him and Tiger got into a heated discussion um, kind of the start of the start of the day uh that was interesting but to see him win you know congratulations to tiger deserves it now are you a tiger and, fan? uh what's that are you a tiger fan uh, i'm a tiger fan you know i've always been regardless of his past i think he's a great golfer there you go. um clearly one of the best obviously ranked number one as of now uh, i think i think he deserved the win after playing four exceptional exceptional rounds now are you now are you going to go to marion and watch him play axel um, I'm, believe it or not, I'm actually trying to get practice round tickets right now. You're trying to get practice round tickets. For who? For all of us? Yeah, when you say we, um, you have a frog in your pocket. You know, you know if we, if you guys could have made the call and say the matchup zone is trying to get in to do some uh, some live coverage, I think we would have got a pretty good deal. But, you know, better relation ever at this point, so I might just go by myself. We could be David Farrier. You know what's funny? Tomorrow, Axel, I'm yeah. going to with you and we're going to call Marion and tell them we have a you know we're trying to get a press pass we're a radio show called the matchup zone we're trying to get tickets for uh for the practice I'm down. and if i can interview a few people here and there i'm not going to say no that being said let's try and do it i like it this is see Ooh. axel i i axel we should I have knew axel. I had a good feeling for a feeling axel, about you axel what what's this dinner what was this dinner for tonight i mean you are you in the dinner was for uh, yeah. sga members well, what's that mean? What's that mean to the, to the listeners? To the and, and, and the to the listeners, that means we're uh, either we're student government representatives. We represent the school, and uh, they uh, they kind of what is that? They uh, they kind of honor our our presence in SGA with this dinner, our hard work. Zeke represents Cherry Hill East. What's that? Zeke represents Cherry Hill East. Who represents Cherry Hill East? Zeke. Zeke. Ze- the guy? Oh yeah, Zeke, Zeke represents Cherry Hill East. He, he, does, he does his best. <laughs> he does his best. What is like? What is? What does think and the the community think when you guys come in and just eat? And just you know, burn. they bow down to us. They look up to us. You know, what's what's what can they do? Quite honestly, we're the best of the best. We're not afraid to show it. You know what I'm saying? What, was E class there? E class was there. E class was there. Nice. Now, what does Zach bring to the table besides? I mean, Zeke. what does Zeke bring to the table besides his appetite? What about what about Zeke's appetite? I said, what does Zeke bring to the table besides his besides his appetite? Oh, uh, what does Zeke bring to the table besides his appetite? Uh, you know, his personality, funny guy, always always brings the spirits up of others. Now, does he hate does he hate Kevin tonight or what? No, I, I've been I increased him. Does he what? Does he hate Kevin tonight? He always hates Kevin. No, tell him I'm praising him. Mike's the one bashing him. 
Yo, uh, Zeke, uh, Kev wants me to tell you that. He's praising you and likes bashing you right now. Uh, I can't, I can't, I don't know if you heard that, but I can't say it on the air. We got it, we got it, we got it. Can't say it on the air, guys, sorry about that. Hey, how's the show going without us, though? Is it, uh, is it difficult? Oh, it is. Well, we, we're not sending out as many tweets because... But then again, uh, yeah, neither you were you. Pull the old, pull the old Zeke, produ- Zeke the producer uh, tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah. Well, Axel, we need... We, we, this is what we were going to ask you, uh, and we'll do it on the air. We need you to, to step up the Twitter game because you're funny. We decided you're you're pretty funny. So, I appreciate that. You know, a lot of people tell me I'm a funny guy, you know, and to have the matchup, don't say it, makes it that much greater. Well, we, we, I guess, appreciate that as well. Well, we want you, but you, you need to be sending out tweets and up on the news. And, so you I want mean, me to send humorous tweets is what you're saying. But often and always. Like, the, the reason as people, also, even, even outside the show, you want me to tweet about it. Oh, yeah, I want you to tweet yeah. all the time because what's happening is people are like, you guys tweet good stuff during the show, but why am I going to follow you if you only tweet once a week for like two hours during the week? You know, I never thought about that. Well, that's why you use. That's why you're. Hey, you know, I'll I'll step my game up. What can I say? I'll take this whole Twitter game to the next level. I think someone might be in line for. I'm a talking. Promotion. I'm talking a thousand followers by the end of next week. Do you think? Can you a make thousand. that happen? Can you make that? What do you guys have right now? What do you guys have right now? Like 150. 176. Yeah. 176. All right. You know what? Let's slow down. Let's go to 178 by the end of next week. <laughs> All right. Let's go with thousand, maybe in a couple of years. That but sounds good. For sure, by the end of next week. All right, All right. I, I like it. All right, like Axel. It. Well, tell, hey, tell guys, tell, tell Zeke to be careful out there. All right, Zeke. Tell Zeke to be careful out there. Tell Zeke to keep the steering wheel and uh, not well, not his classic one hand on the steering wheel, one hand on your knee. One hand on the steering wheel, one hand on the knee. Mike says, <laughs> which is weird because that's what he's actually doing. <laughs> your knee or his? His knee, not my knee. Why would he call okay. my knee? Okay. How much? Hey, if, guys. If you were to guesstimate how much lasagna did Zeke eat tonight? Like in um, pounds? If I had to guesstimate in pounds, I would say zero because lasagna was not served. Really? What, did, what was served? Uh, we had some chicken parm. We had some, what is it called? Nuki? Gnocchi. 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 Uh, we had uh, rigatoni. We had some chocolate cake. We had some. Cream puffs. We had some uh, mozzarella sticks, some salad. Guys, were you guys were. You were eating well. Oh, listen, thanks for saving this back. Red. What's that? Zeke, what are you saying? Zeke was not talking. It was uh, it was somebody else in the car. Is it E class? No, it was it was somebody else. The Abe. What? Abe Granoff. Abe Granoff. No, it was not Abe. All right, well, listen, Axel, thanks for calling in. Yeah, Axel, hey, great. No, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll see you. I'll be on the show next week for sure. Good luck with the rest of the show. All right, guys. You better thanks. believe it. All right, see you guys. Enjoy. All right, take it easy. Did he get Gnocchi? Yeah. Or Nookie? Like I said, they're not the smartest They're not the smartest bunch, but... Good kids. They get the job done. They're good kids. We enjoy having them uh, produce... Because pretty much anyone anyone over out of high school would need to be paid money. So I think that's a that's a good thing that we. Let, let me ask you this, Kev. Shoot. Better duo. 
I guess we'd have to say. Are we talking Zeke and E class or Zeke and? No, uh, not, not, not not those two, not those morons. Better duo: Jordan and Pippen, uh-huh. Wade or LeBron, Wade and LeBron. Now I guess we can't say yet. Yeah, it's too but early. I, but I, but, no, you know what? We can. Here's why. I, I think I think we've seen the best of Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on a downslide right so now. So just picture right now Dwayne Wade at his highest a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Plus you know, LeBron, so when he when LeBron first got there. No, 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 no. Plus LeBron. Now, let's say. Well, I mean, at their highest. I mean, no, I can't. So we're, envi- we're I can't taking, envision. I can't envision LeBron playing it at any higher level than he is. So let's say. So we're, we're taking Pippen at his highest level, Jordan yeah, when, at his highest level, versus yes, Wade at his yes, highest level. Yes. Who's a, who's a better duo? Let's say they're both worth their highest duo their level at the same years. LeBron and Wade. Why? They're, I think height-wise, I think physicality-wise, I think what they can both bring to the table. See, I, I think I think Pippen gets undersold a little bit. I don't. I, it's not even about Pippen. I think LeBron is better than Jordan. I think LeBron's going to go down as the best player. You crack ever. your head on the way in. See, this is my favorite argument because no, but here's I know, the thing. No, I know here's you, the thing. you're a Jordan guy. No, but here, here's what I'm here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Now, does he have a chance to go down as the best of all time? Yes. He's not there yet, but but listen. Here's the thing: he, is he is he so much is he bigger, physical, and stronger than everyone in the league? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did was Jordan bigger and physical and stronger than everyone in the league when he was playing? No. Right. So, I mean, imagine if LeBron had Jordan or Kobe's skills. Imagine oh, I, if Jordan, I totally agree. But, but you know what I mean? Like, so Jordan was actually a disadvantage because he wasn't bigger and strong. He had to beat people with with talent, skill, footwork. LeBron just is a bull in a china shop. Yeah, but my, I mean, LeBron, thing, I mean, my thing is this. My thing is this. If you're going to talk about whatever, regardless, some people are blessed uh, with, obviously, LeBron has is blessed with a ridiculous 6'9", 260, just athletic as, as most athletic human being probably on the planet uh, can jump out of the gym at that size. I mean... Wait, is he 6'9"? Yeah, 6'9", 260. So you you think about how... I mean, you have to look at that. I mean, obviously, I understand basketball player. It's it's a lot of old school versus new school. And I was, I'm was i a big old school guy. But in, in terms of this, LeBron is bigger. He's stronger. He's more athletic than any human being who plays basketball right now. Which means that... He has to be the best player. Regardless of his skill set, what he can do on the court is better than anyone who else who plays. It's better plays than... Plays or played? I think played. No one else could compete with him. And we, we can't change... We've talked about how we can't go errors. We can't have like, okay, LeBron, go back. And, and it would be difficult because it's a different argument. I mean, you look at... If LeBron had the resources Jordan have, Jordan had... What resources? Like in terms of, I mean, the the technology, the nutrition, the uh, wait. You're saying if Jordan, if LeBron had Jordans, yeah. If LeBron didn't have the the technology that it's available today to make him as big and strong as he is, would he still be the same player? So obviously, he probably wouldn't be as strong because 
it just wasn't it wasn't in the cards back then. But now you have to look at okay, so if Jordan had that same technology, would Jordan be this hulking beast who could do whatever he wanted? And I just don't think he could be. Well, hold on a second. Jordan wasn't a hulking beast, and he did do anything he wanted. I understand that, but he's in terms of what LeBron brings to the table. No one can stop him. No one could stop Jordan, but for different reasons. Obviously, his skill set was much better. LeBron's skill set is rapidly improving, right? Okay. Which is which is why I think he's it's rapidly improving. Okay. He's already the most gifted athlete probably our world has ever seen. Okay. On top of that, his his skill set is developing to that of a superstar player. So yeah, I mean, you combine I, I, those two. I don't see LeBron getting much better than he is now. I mean, I don't see how you can. But he's still. How would you define his jump shooting ability? Mediocre. Mediocre. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I mean, the guy's skills aren't that good. Like I said, he beats everybody with pure, with pure physical strength. I'm watching the game the other night, game one. In the fourth quarter, he gets on Jimmy Butler's hip, and it's over, just because he's so much bigger and stronger, and it can, can explode. Now, I know, obviously, that's part of the game. You have to be able to do that, and everything goes in the equation. But if we're at the end of the day, you have to take everything in, into evaluation, and you can never get it out of my head... And you can never take away the fact that LeBron did not perform in the clutch and did not shoot the ball in the fourth quarters. Like that has to that has to come into play. You can't take out of the fact that he lost two NBA finals. Now, one, you can you, you know, other than Mo Williams, you probably can't name another guy on that team, uh, the big Z maybe. But they choked they choked against the Mavericks. They were they were up right they were up so they were up fifteen with about, you know, 10 minutes left in that game, game two, and they lost the game, which probably cost them the series. So at the end of the day, you have to take all this into account. Jordan just had better skills. I, I Jordan was a better – he was more of a competitor. And, and, and look, we're talking about LeBron's athletic ability. Jordan wasn't Jeff Hornacek. No, he wasn't. But And Jordan was obviously a freak athlete, but he he wasn't LeBron's athleticism. And no one no one in this world can can – Right, but, does be, that, oh, but does athleticism no is done for the series now. But does athleticism win? I mean, Vince Carter was a freakish athlete, and the guy was a bum. Yeah, but LeBron's not a bum. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying athletic. What is he? I can't believe Noah's com- complaining about no, that. I, I, on the no, rim. I thought he came down on his ankle. No, he he tipped it off the rim and uh, complained that they called goaltending. He, yeah, he's. But LeBron, in terms of athleticism, in terms of skill, is the best. I think he's going to be the best we'll ever see. And I was a big Kobe backer before him because I, I thought Kobe had that killer instinct. LeBron is getting that killer instinct. He's the kind of guy, I mean, we talk about Will Chamberlain. He's the kind of guy who said, I said, maybe there couldn't be anyone in this in this world who could do what Will said and say, like, you know, I'm going to average, I'm going to lead the league. And he says, I think if there's one person who could do it, it's LeBron. I think LeBron can say, I'm going to lead the league in rebounding, and then the next year I'm going to lead the league in assists. I think he's just he's just head and shoulders athletically above everyone else, and that's transitioning into skill set. His skill set is becoming better and better. So I think he's just he's on a collision See, course. Give with, me give me Kobe and Jordan over LeBron just for the sheer fact that they they're just will to win. I, I still I mean I, I know that I know the, the LeBron winning last year took a lot of heat off his took a lot of heat off of him and got the monkey off of the back. But at the end of the day, give me Jordan. Jordan's competitiveness, LeBron, um, Kobe's competitive competitiveness. I don't know. I just think those guys. 
I want a guy who can shoot a jump shot. You know, LeBron, I don't trust his jump shots at the end of games. I don't trust yeah. it. Yeah. I don't trust it. But like Kobe what? at the end of a game? Yeah, I trust a, that. I trust that. Jordan at the end of a game? Yeah, I trust that. See, LeBron, here's the thing with LeBron at the end of a game. I can just back off of him. Beat me with a three. Go ahead, LeBron. With Jordan and Kobe, now what? If I back off, they're going to drill a three or an 18 or 19 footer. If I get up on them, they're going to blow by me. Now what do I do? Yeah, but Kev, you're yeah, never going to tell. You're never going to. You're never going to hear me the, say. The thing is, even LeBron, like back off him, he's still going to come at you. Like you keep backing back, he's just going to get closer to the basket and dunk on you. Like that's yeah, but the, the fact, thing. But, I'll, but, no, but hold on, hold on. Well, second, here's hold on. my thing. Kobe and Michael Jordan shot jump shots because they they needed to shoot jump shots. LeBron doesn't my, need that, to shoot jump shots. But that's my shot. point. You're, you're, but you're, if you don't need to shoot jump shots, why would what I... What do you mean you don't need to shoot jump shots? You could just pack the lane in. Like, come on. He, they pack the lane in. He still scores. He's a freak of nature. There's, there's like, it's like trying to stop a, it's like a, trying to stock a Mack truck with a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Don't you have a Jeep Grand Cherokee? Yeah, I almost ran into a Mack truck the other day. <laughs> I, I you know I mean I see where you're coming from, but I don't care. We can have this argument every every week for two hours, and you're never going to hear me say LeBron's better than Jordan. Yeah, I like yet. It. It's, it's one yet. for the ages. Not yet. It's one for the ages. No, we'll keep no, arguing. No, if he, gets, if he gets the if he gets the six seven championships, which I don't think he will, um, then maybe I'll tell you right now, Dwayne Wade's on his Dwayne Wade's on a fast decline. Yeah, he is on a, a fast, fast decline. decline. Well, he his. And now who are they going to get? And Chris Bosh, is he a yeah, – is Chris, Chris Bosh a difference maker? No. No, he's not a difference maker. So He's like a Bill Cartwright. Well, he's a little better than Bill Cartwright. A little Cartwright. better than Bill Cartwright. I like Bill Cartwright, though. Maybe like a Charles Oakley type. I mean – Yeah, but he's not that guy. But he's who, not a difference maker. Yeah, he's not like a Pippin or anything like that. I mean, so, they, they start talking about years, the big three. And, in a couple of years when Dwayne, when Dwayne Wade's gone, now what? LeBron's not winning with uh, just Chris Bosh. Yeah, but they're going to restock. It's Miami. They're going to have money. They're going to restock. Someone's going to want to sign there for less money because uh, they're just. It's just like, well, why? I'm just going to go and win championships. It's what the Lakers were in the you know 80s. It's just like I'm going to go there and win championships. And I think that's what why the Heat are c- going to continuously be good unless LeBron ever leaves. If LeBron ever leaves, like look at that. It's like. He's unstoppable. Although and he I, missed the layup. And I know that uh Cleveland's making a hard play for Phil Jackson. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying everything they can to ain't, to get LeBron back. I don't happen, I don't see it happen happening. Ain't gonna. No. There's no chance. Because they can't win championships. Phil Jackson's about winning championships. You don't bring Phil you don't bring Phil Jackson into restore, rebuild. You bring oh my god. You bring him in to win championships. Yep. Um Speaking of which, who's going to be the next Sixers coach? That's a good question. Uh, I'm hearing talks of uh, I'm hearing talks of Mike. Did I hear Mike Dunleavy or something? I heard Dunleavy's name God getting thrown away. Please with the Mike Dunleavy's. Please with those guys. I don't want to see Mike, like the, those old guys. I don't want to see Mike Dunleavy. I don't want to see North Turner. I don't want to no. see those retread coaches. Wade Phillips. Just give me something new. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I want the, I want fun. I want exciting. I mean, go look in the college rankings. Like, you can probably pull one of those guys out, uh, one of those young coaches. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I it's just, just I, something to get excited about. Why am I going to be excited for Eddie Jordan? Yeah. I mean, really, why am I going to be excited for um for George Carlson? Not the George Carlson reach, but you know those coaches. Like, a Mike Dunley yeah. is a perfect coach. Just bounces around, bounces mm-hmm. around. 
a Flip Saunders. Like those guys. He's don't like he, he's, don't care yeah. about that. They're, they don't get me excited. Give me a big name. I don't. I don't care. Give me. I don't think Cal Parry is coming. Don Nelson. Yeah, right. I don't think Cal Parry is coming. I don't think Cal Parry is coming back to to the NBA. No, I don't think so either. Um, Patino's not. No. Coach K's not. I don't think Izzo is any of those guys. But obviously, Beheim's older. But you may be able to pull a guy like a um, not like a Jay Wright type. Yeah, Jay Wright like, would be interesting. Like you know, you could pull a type like that maybe. You now, know? would that get people in Philadelphia excited at Jay Wright? I think so because it's something new. I mean, right now everybody's fired up about Chip Kelly because it's new. And that's the that's the the one thing I was thinking. You know, when we were talking about Phil Jackson with the with the Sixers make a play for him, the only reason that they would ever, you know, they 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 know pretty much that it's it's just it's ridiculous to do so. But they would make a play because he would put people in the stands. I mean, he would put he would get that that oh, attendance so, oh, up. So, if if Phil Jackson, I mean, it's Phil crazy Jackson, how yeah, like a coach. Because Phil Jackson brings that winning attitude, and he has the pedigree of winning eleven championships or whatever yeah. he's won. So Mike Dunleavy comes in with what? Bupkis, yeah. U- Ugats, Ugh. is what he comes in with. Is that like some kind of uh, terminology I'm not familiar with? It's an Italian term. Oh. You know, Russia's Sopranos, or anything. it means not, you got nothing. Like, you don't have watch Ugats. The, you watch The Sopranos? Watch The Sopranos. I'm, I watch them all. <laughs> I, I'm the president of the fan club. I still, I, I mean, I can't get enough of The Sopranos. Right now, I'm on, like, season three again. Like, I just keep watching them over and over. See, so, so you're more of a TV show kind of guy. No. Nope, not at all. The, the Sopranos, Sopranos is the one show I had to be home for every Sunday night. I didn't want to watch it Monday. Because I may have heard something happen, I needed to watch it Sunday night. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, there's there's shows. I'm, I'm I was a big Wire guy. I thought that was probably the best show ever ever made. I think it was. Uh, I started watching it. While I was playing actually in Australia, and it came on like the Australian TV station. The first episode was funny. We just turned it on. First ever episode. First two minutes of the show, we turned it on. We're just like, what's this? I heard good things. We watched it. Couldn't get enough. Watched the entire first season there and caught up. It was it's the best show. It's uh, it's unbelievable. So I, I I understand TV shows. I'm a big TV show guy. But I, I I mean I watched a lot of movies. I don't know how you haven't watched Steam Field of Dreams. That's like boggling my mind right now. Yeah, no, not so much. Never saw it. I'm coming over with a DVD with a box full of DVDs and a and a rented DVD player. Yeah, and I'm gonna be like, all right, uh, I'm gonna make you watch all these. By because next Monday we're going to be talking talking some movies. I want you to have some input as opposed to be like I didn't see it, Caddyshack. I didn't see it. Um, yeah, I mean I've seen. I mean, uh, what what, what sports movies have you seen? Blue Skies Again. I've never heard of that. It's an older movie. It was a baseball movie. Um, I kind of like that one. Um, I've seen. You know, I mean, give me some of your. I mean, I've seen White Man Can't Jump and Hoosiers and Major. You know. Varsity Blues and Friday Night Lights and stuff like that. Yeah, those are. I mean, great, great movies. I mean, I mean, I mean, does uh, does Day, does Days of Thunder or whatever that movie does that count? That counts. Uh, I never saw it. <laughs> Why even mention it? I don't know. I didn't know race car. Uh, movie. It counts. Anything that they consider that they put on ESPN, I consider if they put in a movie, it's a sports movie. So I mean, I, I'm Kingpin. Guessing. I guess it's a sports movie. You've seen that, I know. I've seen Kingpin. Now, does Uncle Buck count? There's a bowling scene in that. No, it needs to be like about uh, oh, professional okay. athletics, okay. or not even professional athletics. But Field of Dreams is one that's just it. Just it's 
it's awesome. And you know, I'll, I'll say this, we can reiterate next week, but the reason it's so good, and the reason I think Field of Dreams is the, uh, it's probably going to be at the top of my list, is because the movie is so freaking bizarre and weird and odd. And if you told someone and said, "This is the plot of the movie," Mike, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a synopsis of the, of the plot of uh, Field of Dreams, and you can, try, you're going to be like, "I will never see this movie." The plot of the movie is uh, Kevin Costner builds a builds a baseball field. Yeah, I kind of know the premise. He builds it over his crop so that Shoeless Joe Jackson can come and play on this field with a bunch of other dead baseball players. He drives to Boston to meet Terrence Mann, a writer, because he thinks he needs to help him. And he's about to lose his house, and he doesn't want to sell the house because all the Shoeless Jackson and like the, all the the White Sox who eat men out are all play there, and it's like Mel Ott and all these guys go and play there. So he's like, "Well, I'm not going to sell it." It's like if I told someone that, you'd be like, "Why would I ever see this movie? It's probably the worst movie, but it's so good." What about Rudy? Rudy's a great, great. Uh, you haven't seen that, have you? Never saw. It. That's insane. Well, I can't do this because I'm. I'm I'm gonna my my lid's actually gonna blow, but I'm I'm like super excited right now. I'm actually giddy because we have someone on the line right now that is uh it's been a long time. He's a he's he's a he's now he's a he's a legend in our own mind. You're on a, a show much better than uh Gargano and, and uh Mac, Mac now. now. Tom from Palmyra, how are you today? Hey, what's up guys? No question that you guys are a way better show than what I was on earlier this week. I mean, were they afraid to have you in front of the microphone or what? What was going on there? What it was is my entourage was kind of in between me and the microphone, so a lot of people couldn't hear me. But now that I've become a big, successful star in the matchup zone, I need a lot more security than I used to have. <laughs> All right. Now, was Gargano, Gargano actually eating the cuz sandwich while he was talking? Uh, actually, he was eating the cuz and eating his fingers at the same time. <laughs> it was quite the sight. <laughs> now, does your primo on second, in between third and fourth and south, have a? Uh, does it have a cuz sandwich? Uh, yes, it does. Now, what what would consist of? Let's say you were going to make a matchup zone sandwich. What would that consist of? Well, we, we've been thinking about that. We've been working a lot of recipes for that. I mean, we obviously, for Craig, we need a very meaty dish. You know, he's a big guy. So Craig Craig always always see, has got a lot of meat. See, I try to set him up. I try to set you up, and you get, you know, the correct answer would be no. What, what would go into that sandwich? You would say nothing. Just the uh, Right. Good point. Good point. Just the and, and, there's some nothing. and some long hots. And some long hots. For a dollar. Dollar? So, where, 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 where are you going? Subway? A dollar. <laughs> I mean, my God, Kev, I told you, I told the listeners that I went in there, I got a sandwich and a drink. It was thirteen bucks. I, I thought the I thought the sandwich was actually going to come to me with a five dollar bill on it. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing I'm telling you though is he did leave a tip though, Craig. Oh, that's it was, nice. Yeah, fifteen fifteen cent tip. It was very generous of him. So Tom, are you, are you busy? Tired? What's going on? Are you tired these days? Working a lot? Well, it's been it's been a long time. You know, I was, I was involved with a major project, and now it's come to its uh, end and its fruition. Now it's time to talk to you two. Uh, you know, besides now, I'm more I'm more like of a personality on the bigger radio stations. 
<laughs> now, 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 Tom, let me ask you something. You haven't been on since we have the new equipment. How do we sound? Um, it, it, you know, it, it, it sounded better when I couldn't hear Craig, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> It was, so, it was so much more interesting then. <laughs> so, like Tom, like who, what, what do we, who do we have to sleep with to uh, to to get into consideration for a, a sandwich named after us at Primo, or at least a live feed, or at least what a live? Well, I mean the live feed. I, I as soon as you guys uh, can get some equipment that can handle the the rigors of a remote, I and mean, you guys are welcome to come here. <laughs> the last time I saw, I went to remote with you guys was a two cans of espresso soup, a, a string, and some old lady with a broom hitting people over the head. I don't understand that part. <laughs> but I, I heard you guys talking about movies. I mean, did anybody bring up uh, the Fish and Stole Pittsburgh <laughs> with Doctor Doctor J's acting debut? Hey, you guys are too young to remember. Oh my God, what an awful movie that was! <laughs> the fish that stole Pittsburgh. I think that's what it was called. I'm I'm googling it right now. Not not Tom. I, I, I think it was the fish. And Doctor J played like some kind of a superhero or something. Now Tom, give us a couple of your best sports movies. Well, obviously The Natural. Never saw it. Never saw it. The fish uh, that saved Pittsburgh. The fish that saved oh, the Pittsburgh. Fish, oh, <laughs> the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Well, all right, Dr. Zay really put the slam dunk on that job there. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, I think, you know, my favorite sports movie of all time, you two are going to laugh at me, was that one where the with Gina Davis was the catcher. Oh, uh, uh, League of the League of the Run. League of the Run. It was a great I sports like that. movie. That's a good movie. I'm with you what on you that think, one. I, I, think, I think it's terrific. Mike, you haven't I, seen it. I, th- I, I mean, I've seen Pits and Peas. That was with Madonna and Rosie Perez, yeah. right? Yeah. Or Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie Perez you, is you, in White Pink Pants Out. You know, remember that uh, John Goodman played Babe Ruth in that movie where he looks like he's yeah. like a, a three-year-old girl? Horrible. The Babe. The Babe. The Babe, yeah. In the League of Rome, they actually made the girls play and act like the the players did. I mean, they they cut the bases off at the right corner when they're around in second. Gina Davis, of course, you know, she's... But Liz, when she was catching pop-ups, you know, like we always do, like the way we're taught in baseball. <laughs> uh, now, now, where does Hoosiers fall in for you, Tom? Hoosiers. Uh, a good friend here, Joe from Cinnamon, so that's his oh. favorite movie of all time. Yeah, and now, did you ever see Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony I Hardaway? Love, I love Blue Chips. See, I didn't like it because I, I didn't buy into Nick Nolte being a head basketball coach. He was great in that movie. You think? I thought so, yeah. I thought he was see, good. I, I liked Gene all the See, I think Gene Hackman stuff. was great. I, I think Gene Hackman was great in Hoosiers. I agree, but that doesn't mean Nick Nolte was bad exactly. in the Blue Chips. It wasn't, a, wasn't a young Ray Allen in uh, Blue Chips? No, that was, no, that that was, was Anthony uh, Hardaway. That game. Yeah, you're thinking of Jesus Shuttleworth. Jesus Shuttleworth. Ah, uh, okay. Which, which movie was that, Craig, that Ray Allen was in? Who? <laughs> Kev. Kevin. Oh, it, oh, it was Kevin. Durant? It was Kevin Durant. I mean, I. Uh, no, no, you're speaking with Kevin Owens. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Kevin Owens. Hey, Kev, how you doing, man? <laughs> Ke- Kev's joining us now. He just joined the program. I like Craig. So, so, so we're gonna have to get Tom. Now that Tom has some free time, we might have to get him into the studio. Yes, we definitely have to get him in the studio. So, Tom, we can. Tom, can we be there on a day that like that the cousin uh are the cousin uh. 
and Mac now going to do live feeds from your place? Absolutely. And uh, late August, early September, uh, they're scheduled to come out. Can we can we before they come out? Can we do a live feed, like a few live feeds there, and then we can put up a sign that says Primo home of the home, home of the, the matchup match zone. zone. Uh, yeah, it would be kind of like one of those Weight Watchers uh, commercials, like be the before and after kind of thing. Now, Craig. Now, Craig. Uh, Craig. Now you got me saying, Craig. Uh, Tom, who do you like in the NBA playoffs? Oh well, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm not rooting for the Bulls anymore. So the the hijinks they've been doing—you can't push LeBron around like that, ain't right? I agree. Right? I mean, come on, that's, it would, imagine if you push Jordan around. Mike would be. No, you, would be you, you wouldn't be suspended. You'd be playing in a Japan League or something like that. Now, now settle an argument between Craig and I. Excuse he, me. Settle an argument between Craig and I. Okay. Who's better, Jordan or LeBron? Well, I mean, Tom, obviously... I don't know where this is going, Tom. Mute his mic. Mute his mic. It means you're going against me. Well, obviously, I know that anything that Jordan does, uh, you think he's the best at, but if you just look at the raw talent level, you have to go with LeBron. Yeah, but, but, you. but you're the one that brought up a great point of LeBron yeah. is stronger and faster than everybody. Jordan wasn't. No, yeah, but nope. the, it's just it's that, so be it though. I uh, know, I know. But but we're are we comparing two different players though. Well, yeah, but you asked a question, a simple question, and the question is: if James is a more complete, more physically imposing player, who would you rather have on your team? Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I, uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, but like, well, Michael Jordan's I, a Michael I, Jordan's a better competitor, a better just, winner. That's what I say. I just think LeBron, I think Kobe and Jordan are just better. Fiercer competitor. Like, who do you want the ball? Who do you want shooting a jump shot with the game on the line? You want Jordan and Kobe. Michael Jordan, yeah. Right or Kobe? You, you don't want the. You don't want LeBron shooting. Now, I don't know. I, I just. I don't know. I just. I just. LeBron is just so physically superior to everybody. It makes it look too easy. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, but so what if he wins three more three more championships? So then you'll have four and two losses, four wins, two losses. Yeah, but here I was telling Kev earlier, Dwayne Wade's on a fast decline. Yes, yes. And they're not winning with just Chris Bosh. He's not a difference maker. So are they going to go get someone else? You know what I mean? Like, if you take Dwayne Wade off of this team this year, do the Heat still win? Yeah, but look at the difference in the team that Jordan had when he won his first three and then the, the team he won his second three. What's your point? You find ways. You find players. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Right. I mean, they can call the Sixers GM at any moment and steal some seven-footer that's going to average 20 and 20. Kev? <laughs> <laughs> right? Kev? You talking about Kev? I, I'm off the market. Kevin's off but the thank market. thank you. You're too busy nowadays with your radio career? <laughs> My radio show. We, we, uh, we're big now. Well, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not Tom from Palmyra big time, but we're. Oh, oh, Tom, by the way, Kev's never had a primo. So when we do the live feed there, he's going to have his first primo on the air. You know, that'd be something we could put that on Facebook, YouTube it, and really get the social networking going there. I would like, that would be a lot of fun. What, what, I mean, what, I mean, what can we get out there? never had a primo? I mean, Kev, if it's not a primo, it's just so-so. 
I, I, I don't think I liked him because of Gargano. He would always advertise, and I'd be like, I don't think I want one. But then, then <laughs> as soon as Tom started building his place, I was like, you know what? I have to have one now because I'm a big. No, Tom he's a he's a great guy. Trust me, he's, he's a really good okay, dude. Cause, okay, cause, yeah, I know Teddy. Yeah, we hang out. We hang out the Starbucks. Me and Teddy. Yeah, okay, Mo. Oh, I mean, he's got, he's got that selfily uh, flavor about him. He's a good dude, that man. He's from Washington. He's from Washington. Now, Craig, are you still involved with that? Um, what was that? that, that what was that business you're doing? The Cream Club business? Are you still involved with that? No, uh, no, no. <laughs> no? Um, that was Brian Zubek, the other set, big tall seven footer. Oh, the other seven footer. Okay, right. And, and, and Cream Puffs is no longer with us. Dream Cream Puff. Puffs is no longer. Uh, uh, a store functioning. Yeah, that's that's a shame. I really thought that was gonna make it too. There goes our shot of getting Zubek back on. <laughs> right there. Like lose more guests. But, but this <laughs> show will be edited off. Right? This show will be cleared. Right. No, the only show, Tom, the only show we actually deleted was our um, first live feed that didn't go over too well. Remember that? That was available for about two minutes on the iPod <laughs> network <laughs> before it got deleted. Live talk radio, the outro didn't even go out off yet, and I was deleting it. Mike's like, we're getting rid of this, right? I was like, I mean, that yeah. was that was an abortion. That that show was deleted faster than Kevin got to his car to escape, and that was pretty fast there that night. What's that? He was bolting for the car that night. He was so so mad about the show. Yeah, that was that was that was ridiculous. Oh we were just recapping that earlier. It was not fun. fun. I, I can. It wasn't fun for us. So I can imagine what the people in the audience were. I mean, seven seconds. The seven seconds. It was an attack of the senses. My ears, my eyes, my stomach eating that food. There, it was it was terrible. I felt like I, 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 I felt like somebody being water tortured. No, 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 no. I mean, but you have to admit, the seven-second delay between us and the speaker, that that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it really, it really was great to see Kevin's reaction to your jokes seven seconds later. <laughs> I mean, I know you're used to people not laughing at your jokes, but seven seconds later, it probably threw you off. Oh, my well, God. I'd like to offer a, a special discount to all, to all three of your matchup zone um, listeners. Go ahead, but uh, but I, but I don't think it'll be worth my breath to, to offer it. But if any matchup zone visitors uh, come tonight before ten o'clock, it's twenty uh, percent off any Primo. Nice. Now, now what time? What time? So are you Mike guys, and I will be there, and we'll be there right after the show. Five minutes. <laughs> now, what time do you close tonight? Ten. Uh, tonight we close at ten. Yes. Oh, thank God, huh? Tired? No, no. I mean, a, a nice short fourteen-hour day tonight. I feel refreshed. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing like cutting onions at 7.30 in the morning I mean <laughs> alright well Tom listen thanks for checking in and uh, we're six, walking six months, six months ago we would meet at the coffee shop and drink four cups of coffee and talk about sports for four hours now I'm cutting onions at 7.30 in the morning I mean that's, that's probably more exciting for you yeah it's a smart move on my part <laughs> Tom, Hi, Craig. It was uh, always a pleasure talking to you. Tom, it's a, it's always a pleasure. We look forward to the uh, to coming out there. We we have better equipment now. We'll bring the interns. We'll uh, do a Primo's taste test, and uh, you know yeah, get, we'll do get a the people we'll do a out taste there. Test. 
Well, I, I'll be sure to add security that night for all three of your fans that show up that night. <laughs> Please do. Thank you, guys. All, all right, right Tom. thanks, Tom. No question. I mean, if he if he's not funny, I don't know who is. Yeah, he is. He is great, I'm, and it's it's been so long that it's just it's. Oh my god! You know what? It's I feel, I'm crying. I feel like I'm in cutting onions. <laughs> it's he he's 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 a, such a showman too. Like he was kind of like you know, he would come on and we were talking. We're like you know, his act might have been getting a little stale, and. He then he disappeared for like a month That's and a half. That's what you have to do. You have to reinvent yourself. Yeah, he disappeared like, for a month and a half, and he came back. And it's, it's like a good author. They always leave you wanting more. Yeah. Like if you come on every guy, and then this guy, then you know what? You disappear for a little while, and you come back. Oh, it's refreshing. It's something new again. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should go off the air for a couple months. <laughs> well, we switched Mondays. I thought that would kind of do it. Just kind of throw people off. I thought that would do the trick. Is Derek Rose in uniform? Yeah, I, you know what? I thought he was, but I don't know if that's him or not. I think that is. Is that, is that him rubbing his there, head? There's no way they would show Nazi or Muhammad just staring at the scoreboard. That's I definitely think Derek he Rose. may be in uniform. See, this is this is the the antics with this are kind of ridiculous. That I I dis it. I think it is. I think it's a it's a it's an over overdoing and everything oh, like that. Okay, well then why would they come out and say that they have? Um, why would they come out and say uh, that? Uh, Dang it! Uh, it's all mind it, games. Yeah. It's all mind. No one games. cares about them. Yeah, we got a car on the line. You are now in the matchup zone. What's up? Hi, this is Will McDonald. Oh, Will, hey, how what's are up, you? Will? What's up, Wilbur? This is the new engineering intern for the matchup zone. Oh, nice. We got. Yeah, yeah. Will's, Will's hey, we're, we're willing to do. We're willing to do so. Our interns Will, didn't show up today. Will's a Drexel student. Uh, Going to be an engineer, which is scary in its own right. Nice. We got an engineer on the staff now. A Drexel Club basketball coach. <laughs> are you are you the Drexel Club coach? Yep. Well, we we're doing a live feed in Primos in uh, South Philly in a little bit, so we need to get you in. Yeah, you look like you need about four or five hoagies. Well, I, I had uh I had some concerns about this whole debate about uh you know LeBron and uh, Michael Jordan, and because in my opinion the best duo is Shaq and Kobe. You play two on two, you have a round robin two on two tournament. Shaq and Kobe are going to win. See, that's a good point. I know they were playing Iverson and Aaron McKee in the 2002 <laughs> final. Wait, you mean, you mean Iverson and um and Matt Geiger? No. And uh, uh, yeah, you know what? Kembe. Will brings up a good point because Shaq's obviously unstoppable. I mean, they're playing two on two. Nobody's stopping Shaq. Yeah, that in is his a good point. Like back in the early 2000s, nobody's stopping Shaq. The, honestly, the I don't know why we didn't have that down. Yeah. We did have it down. Oh, where is it? It's oh. right here. It's, uh, I don't know why we didn't read that. Yeah, uh, uh, Kobe no, Shaq. I read it. Yeah. Oh, you did? Did you read it? Yes, I read it. Well, you said Hardaway Shaq first. Then I said Kobe Shaq. Oh, I well, think. the Hardaway Shaq kind of like got me off topic. I think the Hardaway Shaq, I was kind of like, oh, let's talk a little blue chips. But yeah, Kobe Shaq, I definitely agree. I think that's. Pro- I think that might be. I think that might be the best basketball duo. I mean, Kobe. Kobe's the prize that's top. Alone? Uh-huh. All pick and roll. If they get no. make it, take it. They might yeah, be able to take them. Yeah, we said but if you're playing a two-on-two tournament, Kobe and Shaq. But in 2000, yeah, Kobe Shaq was unstoppable back then. He really was. Yeah. It's a good point, Will. Well, I, this I our, think you might have won the. Uh, this is our second. This is our second Morristown Quaker caller of the night. Yeah, that's true. We had uh, Matt Langle on earlier. Well, I had to listen to what everyone else had to say before you know I gave my two cents. 
Smart move, Will. Well, thank you for calling and calling next time. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to you. And, uh, yeah, good luck with that coaching career. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See you, Will. Let me- McDonald. Uh, there he is. Terrific, terrific as always. Uh, so we're winding down tonight. We just want to thank uh, – well, we don't have to thank any interns, so that should save some time. Uh, we'd like to thank our, our sponsor, Phone Pack, supplier of Graco, all Graco products. Uh, we'd also like to thank – Jersey Orthopedic Associates, our two sponsors for the night. Uh, we want to send a thank you to Matt Langle and Mike Jordan for coming on the program tonight and giving us their insight. Uh, obviously, Tom from Palmyra, Will, for uh, calling in tonight, giving us their insight as well. We uh, look forward to next week where hopefully we'll be doing a live feed at some brewery of some sort to end beer week or craft beer week in the national craft beer week and we look forward to uh talking with doug collins next week also talking movies with pete gambino so until then ladies and gentlemen you are now leaving the zone we thank you for listening in and we will talk to you guys next week i got a million ways to get it Shoes one. Bring it back, bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one.